Right, do I sound normal to you? Yeah. Oh, that's right then. At least the mic. You sound work. British, but yeah. Ha! Ha ha! He said you sound like you're speaking the king's English. <laughs> you're dumb. And I asked for you to come back. I said, get on that phone, ask that mic, and get here. I have a question. Yeah. What has changed since the Queen died? Um, the economy's gone downhill. There's been a huge earthquake in Turkey and Syria. And we contribute this directly to the Queen's death. <laughs> you got to say, damn, I, dude. I think... <laughs> well, you didn't actually ask that specific, but I think, ultimately, she triggered all of this, all the, the world oh, yeah. events. Hmm. Okay. She'll be, back. She'll be back in about 50 years, don't worry. Huh? I mean, is there is there anyone... The Queen is a werewolf, so every every 100 years or so, she has to fake her death, and then in about 50 years, when people forget what she looks like, she'll come back and rule for another 100 years, all right? It's been happening for hundreds of years. Who was she beforehand? Uh, I don't know. Queen Elizabeth the <laughs> first. Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. But she's a so werewolf, dude. There, Doctor Who said so. Who takes over now? Is it like the one of the sons? The king, no one dude. likes. No, the king. Who the king died a long time ago. No, her husband is still alive. What is her no, husband alive? Husband's not alive. No. He oh, died really? before her. He died during COVID. Oh, okay. He died a while ago. So then who is King? William? Her son. Which one? Charles. Oh, Charles. The second or the third? He's Charles the third. Okay. I, I don't even this. know that. Wow, you're on top of this, Michael. Look at you. I just guess random for a second. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's never the first. It's never the first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> centuries ago uh yeah so i don't even know who that is so why is the king absolutely always seemingly irrelevant uh, as far as culture is concerned and we only care about the queen because she's been in power for so long and the king isn't the king of oh, the england king. the king yeah. came from another country and married the queen of england okay so he wasn't actually yeah. king he was just the stepdad what yeah. are you talking about? Oh, I, I was talking about her husband again. God damn it. Never mind. What, uh, made, what made up <laughs> thing are you talking about? He wasn't even the king. So he wasn't. From the, the, other, from the just... other country. Yeah, my bad. But no, he... no, the, her husband was not the king. That's what I'm saying. No. Just the, her husband. So she was the queen, but he was never king. Yes. He was just her husband. Because the king outranks the queen. So she couldn't have a husband that would be the king because he would outrank her. But it, by marrying her, doesn't by, that by default make him king? No. What the f***? Th that's how it's been for like centuries. No. But why Why is no. it different here? No. What do you mean no? If it's the... <laughs> okay, it's so the when around, was the last time you guys actually had a king? Her dad that was uh, during the war. Oh, so her father? Oh, so they're just trying to keep it all in the family. The war? You mean like World War Two? Yes. He died, I think, Damn. just before She's or old. after. I can't remember. <laughs> I didn't know I was coming on here to do a history test. I didn't know that either. Yes, just a little. I'm learning. Добро пожаловать, Кумриц, Tutu Titans and the Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Dedicated in bringing you all the latest information, news and opinions. This is the Luchi show for new and veteran apicunia like. Where we share tips, tricks and tools.
tools to help you succeed and enjoy the game even more. Now you know what we do. Let me introduce you to my comrades in arms. The Zdorovo Perauti. The Stream America's no one response in real life. And the class and удивительный До свидания. All right, well, that was a hell of an opening. Um, yeah. Welcome back to the history of Great Britain here. With me, Night Demon. Standing in for parody over there is Micah. And... What up, Micah? Don't use my Arguing with his wife in the other corner. Oh, I'm sorry. Mc... How do you pronounce your endgame name? Mikazel? I don't even, I don't like that one either. That's only my email name. Ah, crap. I'm giving away my You want stage tube? <laughs> Doxing myself over here. What, what you am I referring to as today? Tube? What do you identify <laughs> as today? Apache uh, helicopter kitten. Right. Okay. Yeah, From yeah. now on, you will be Patchy helicopter kitten. <laughs> I've got to write that Apache. down because I will forget Apache. that. Apache. No, Patchy. I heard Patchy. I heard that too. I'm going to just call him Kitten. <laughs> Patchy Kitten. Let's just shoot no, it down. No, not Patchy Kitten, just Kitten. <laughs> hey, thanks for the raid, Andy. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Discord Kitten. <laughs> anyway, there are three of us. We are here to talk about Destiny all Eventually. day. All right, so we got uh, we got three things to look at this week: Inside Strand, two abilities and beyond, and the TWAB. That is a significant amount of content, there, bud. And Hogwarts Legacy. What do you want to start? Should we start Inside a Strand? Yes, because that good. goes along with anyway. the trailer of Strand. Now, did it you does. guys watch it? What I'm quite interested to hear. Is I my... did. And oh, sorry, my... kittens. Did you watch it? Anyway, I believe I did. I love the fact that it's like it's Osiris talking about how you access the strand, how it's in all realities, and this and that. Titans are like, hey, I'm going to use it to punch stuff. Hunters are like, I'm going to use it to stab stuff. Warlocks are like, yes, but can we make it explode? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if it's just they've just leaned into the Titan way too much. Yeah. What do you think? My brother's already upset. He just started playing a couple days ago, right? And Micah and I were talking to him last night, and Ryan's like, oh, just please tell me that we don't have another, you know, crappy super for Titans. And then, oh, it wasn't you. It wasn't you. It was, uh, it was, um... There was somebody else we were playing with last night. But he goes, uh, oh, well, I'm sorry to tell you, but you get another roaming super. He goes, what? That's it. I'm uninstalling. He's been playing for three days. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I think to be honest, they are, it's going to be a different roaming super. Yeah, you get to spin. Oh, wait, you already have that. <laughs> the only thing that looks different is you're faster. Right, that's what I can see. You're faster than your other roaming supers, from what I can tell. So they've given you this. Yeah. Huh? I said we're talking about Titans. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. we'll stick strand on this one. So yeah, I won't do other <laughs> things yet. Well, yeah, yeah, no, sticking to strand. So when you saw your super, did you think it was going to be good at all? Like, did you see any positive aspect of it, or were you just like, uh? Do we think, or did yeah. we think? Do, did, whatever. 
No, there's a difference because we still don't even know. Looks like it might be okay, but we don't know. Don't know at all. I think it, yeah, I think it's going to be. I think I'm going to give Bungie the benefit of the doubt here, and I'm going to say it's. I think if they'd have, if they would have gone with the standard roaming super for the Titans, and it is just all about the punch, I think that would really upset the Titans. I mean, it looks from from afar where we are at the moment, like two weeks out from it, not using it ourselves, that it is just you know this punchy punchy super but i think there's going to be more to it and i think the aspects and fragments are also going to help that with changing the way that you kind of use it i think where they've learned a lot of lessons from stasis with oh we're just going to go with another punchy punchy super and or abilities and things and then you know losing your your melee ability if you accidentally push the button to do the kind of you know leap forward that you normally do with your light subclasses you completely lose your, your stasis one i don't think that's going to happen with strand i'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt but that's at the moment two weeks out wow only two weeks it's it's creeping up it is it's creeping up so guardians prepare to unlock the mysteries of strand in destiny 2 lightfall players will gain access to the brand new elemental power to add to the current lineup of void arc solar and stasis like its predecessors, Strand will offer players exciting new abilities and powers to dominate the battlefield, along with new wrinkles that promise to challenge the way that Guardians think about traversing and combat. With Strand, Guardians will be wielding the fabric of the universe in ways that will be formidable threats to anyone who stands in their way. The Strand trailer for Lightfall shows all three Guardian classes using Strand to deadly effect and provides an action-packed overview of what to expect. So that's Bungie's way of telling you that the trailer looks awesome basically and it does mm -hmm. i mean you go through it and there's a lot of abilities in there there's a lot of things i don't think we're going to have access at the start i think it's going to be i mean i've I've read one of the developer interviews as well so it's going to be something that we're going to have to build upon and build upon and build upon and it sounds like throughout the whole of 2023 we are going to be collecting aspects and fragments a bit like we did with uh stasis i hope not because stasis was exactly the same wasn't it we, i think we got new aspects and fragments as the seasons dropped do you remember this because i think we started off we started off with the basic stasis then yeah and then we, we had to go do arbitrary nonsense to get the rest which was it, it was bad man no but I, when when the raid hit we unlocked uh, another couple of bits but then every season they gave you a chance to go and do extra missions to go and get more aspects and fragments for the stasis abilities and then by the end of that year we kind of built this this thing that they then kind of had to tweak and i feel it's going to go down the same route i mean looking at the trailer and looking at the way that you know you're going to be tangling things up and you're going to be throwing loads of different like threads out i think it's gonna it looks overpowered to me i don't know about you guys what do you think um initially it did because it looked like you could throw a ball that ball blows up, and then if you shoot the ball, the ball turns into little tangles that track you like the um, like the spider bots do. Yeah. From yeah. So initially, I think overpowered probably, but I mean most of our stuff has already has always come out overpowered initially, and mm. then they let us have for a season, and then they start tweaking stuff, right? And that's what I was trying to get through to Ryan the other day, is like, look, dude, you might have a bad super, but a lot of these classes, the super is like 
the least thing that's cool about it. You know, it's it's more about the ability spam and how it works with weapons, right? What? Your, oh, dude, yeah. Yeah. What? Troopers are only good for, like, boss DPS or, or clearing, like, a room of Okay, of you haven't been playing Destiny. Okay, got <laughs> it. You're only talking no. about from a PvE perspective. Got it. Okay. Well, no, even PvP, dude, right? Well, yeah, you, uh, no, you, 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 pop, you pop your Thunder Super, you might kill, what, one oh, or two people? Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, you're talking about Titans. And you Titans get one, have, maybe two have, Supers a match? You're talking about Titans who have the worst Supers in the game. Okay, let's talk about Warlocks who have the... Yeah, except for Stasis, the best supers in PvP. I think even period. their Stasis super is pretty decent as well. Yeah, the Stasis super is annoying as crap, but the Warlock's <laughs> uh, Stasis super just needs to be removed from the game or nerfed in ways that they would be absolutely raging about because it's ridiculous how certain supers, you can maybe only guarantee one elimination while other supers can literally wipe your entire team Two yeah, times, you get that almost like once a game. Over. I no, think that also depends on the player as game. well, though, Michael. If you're coming up mm. against a really good player, they can manipulate that super and get across that map and kill so many people. Whereas uh-huh. I could probably get maybe two or three kills in Let, the same take, times. Let's take let's take the arc staff super. And this 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 is where I we were talking about the hoping that the Titan strand super is good. If they make the uh, the Strand Titan Super as good as they made the uh, Arc Staff Super. Yeah. Then I'll be yeah okay good because the capability for the one all the Titan Supers, especially Romy Supers, have been limited to very 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 short melee range, low melee tracking no ability to track anything in the air so all people right. have to do is so you kind of prove my point way. whereas a point. arc staff super can't no 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 this is titan supers titan supers are uh arc staff can chase you to the height of a warlock's height <laughs> yeah we can i've got i've I mean, got a pretty good example of the hunters <laughs> with their staff i right in a pvp match launched myself and did the titan smash as i did that the hunter popped his super twirled his star for like 0.2 of a second and i died because he was reflecting my superman punch back at me is that awesome I died in my super That's so cool yeah yeah i mean it was not only can they completely cancel your super and block all your damage and reflect it all back at you, they can still run around and wipe your entire. Oh team yeah, he could. Times. He, he ran off after that. But, you know, yeah, like, but what I'm saying is, you can't have they can a get super, the super for the whole two, game. Three mat, they can get the super two to three times in a match. That's all you need to turn the tide of an entire game. Yeah, literally. It's That's not what I'm saying. Nuts. I'm not saying supers are useless. I'm saying that the game is more about your abilities and how your abilities work with your weapons, right? Like, as an example, right? A hunter dodge, right? We don't get our supers all the time, right? But if I dodge, as soon as I come out of that dodge, now I've got void void uh, weapons of light, right? So now I can do extra damage. I can, uh, if I hit a target enough, I can make them explode. And if they explode, things around them explode, right? That's not even a super. That's just a dodge, dude. Right. Yeah. So, I, and it's I, how it works yeah. with your void weapon. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the and and Titans, right? The you get you get the super machine gun that spreads scorch, and you have an infinite freaking firewall. Uh, uh, you, you, you your firewall melee 
which does arguably more damage than that that solar super does, right? And that's an ability. That's just your charged melee. And you know, right? and you know what? That that actually shows how pretty crappy um, your super is if you're regular right. melee. I'm not. I'm not saying this. All I'm saying is, I think the game is more about ability spam and how your abilities work with weapons than it is about the super. Are supers good? Yeah. They're great to have. They can turn the tides of a match. They're good for you know, boss DPS in I some cases. I, I honestly would just like for when Strand comes out, for us to, you know, we don't have to be one punch man. We could literally be the we cyborg could be two guy. Punch man instead. Yeah, no, no, we could be the cyborg. We could be the cyborg. At least we're super cool. We're not one punch man, but at least we're super cool. I'm just tired of us literally being relegated to Moomin Rider. Constantly in every uh, season of Destiny, as far as Super's <laughs> like three One Punch Man references, and I'm not sure most of our audience has heard. I, I don't oh, well, know any of them, but I'm they just know going anything to... about One Punch Man. <laughs> Moomin Rider Man is an anime Punch... that you should watch, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and Moomin Rider is literally a guy that's on a bicycle that rides around delivering mail. Just a regular ass dude, man. No superpowers or nothing. Yeah, I kind of agree so... with you though, Respawn. I would. If there was a way to trade off my super energy for maybe an extra grenade or an extra something on an ability, if I was, because sometimes I find that I I go through a whole match and I don't use my super because it isn't because it's not relevant, right? Yeah, that's that's um, my point. Yeah, and I'd I would rather have like an extra grenade or or take a power of some of your weapons. Like we have that. We have the stasis um, stasis rifle that will eat your super to double or triple its damage, right? Things like that would be cool too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean like, yeah. like you can get some of those mods that you can put on like your class item. If you do a finisher in PvE, you gain extra like heavy ammo or you gain X amount of this and it will be charged with light for, for something. If there was a PvP version of that, I would really like that because I would put those mods on to say, you know, maybe give my barricade extra health for, you know, 10 extra seconds because that would might swing the match for like a control match if there was more health on that barricade now that they're taking it back down. Yeah, yeah just give my melee extra range for 30 seconds. I'll, I'll yeah, something like that. You know, you, you can do a, another empowered melee. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. from what I saw, your melees... Um... Pull Three you charges, forward, right? Because it looked like whenever it went to punch, you were lunging towards those enemies, so you had a lot of forward movement, and then he was running fast to get to them initially, anyway. So it looks like you got more speed, maybe like like arc level speed, but then instead of you having to slam the ground, that's going to slow you down, or swing a hammer, which is going to slow you down, your melee actually lunges you forward like increasing your distance and your speed, you know, it looks like you're able to close the gap more efficiently with the strand from what I saw, you know, we'll see. So is it another roaming super? Yeah. But it looks like one of those, I'm going to chase you down supers. Like the, for example, the, you want to talk about the arc staff, the arc staff will chase you down. And so will the void blades. The, if you jump in the air, the void blades will chase you into the sky and kill you, you know? Mm-hmm. And it looks like that's what your, your Titan super is going to do. Yeah, it may, but we don't know. They only showed it. Um, it has a projectile that you build up from swinging, so we don't know. It may be good, maybe, maybe not good. We're waiting to see. I mean, we're waiting to see. Literally, honestly, <laughs> it's 
it's just it's yeah it's just the state of supers is just really kind of kind of kind of whack i think our best super was literally the sentinel shield throw at a certain point because the tracking on the shield throw was pretty nutty at one point and you did multiple pretty guardians with it yes yeah. And it was great. It was wonderful. But now the tracking is pretty kind of meh. And it'd be nice if we had one super that was that actually struck fear in the heart of anyone. <laughs> Literally, people just jump over um, the Thunder Crash, and they're nerfing the size of Thunder Crash. So now they're just yeah, going to be jumping you can't over it even now more. Now kind of glide people past people and <laughs> and kill them as much as you can now. I mean, I can't do it at the moment, so... Yeah, I'm, and even even just the regular explosion, a hunter can jump over uh, to a height in which the explosion doesn't catch you, which is kind of yeah. stupid. And Warlocks can just float above where the explosion doesn't catch you. It'd be nice if we had a super where it had ease of use, where anything we catch off guard right there at that moment, they die like a blade barrage, like a Nova Bomb, or any of the other many supers that other people have that I just don't have access to. Hmm. We have a warlock in the chat saying that uh, Thunder Crash is so annoying to fight against. So somebody's uh, you don't fight against a Thunder Crash unless you're a freezing person. Like, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't listen to a warlock say Thunder Crash is annoying to fight against when you have literally a floating warlock that flies around hurling tracking sores at you constantly, or well, another said, warlock that flies an around throwing ice shards at you constantly from around corners <laughs> and killing you through multiple he, walls. He did give an example, though. He says, like, in, in things like Trials, it's pretty hard to get any super other than wells and crashes. And crash just counters well. You just you hit in the middle of the well, everybody dies. So well is useless. Want to be done. Yeah. Okay, wow, the one counter for Will, so that way you can't <laughs> sit there and shoot infinitely while you have infinite healing. Oh, feels so bad for you. And overshield, don't forget to overshield. I mean, you still also, even that, it's still easier to deal with the Thunder Crash than it is to deal with a Blade Barrage. Blade Barrage, instantaneous death. Thunder Crash, oh, here it comes. You say oh, that, but I've flying dodge, in. I've managed to dodge some of those Blade Barrages quite a lot. Yeah. If they accidentally hit a wall where I'm kind of just be able to kind of creep okay, around so the you, side. You're talking about if you're on the corner or well, in no, the wide open. Sometimes if you get, if if you get up high enough as well, if they're pointed down, and you get up high enough, you can get you can dodge it as well. Okay, it, I call that it, user it's, error. It is kind of a roll of the dice. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> I call that user error. Well, they did reduce that. the tracking in PvP. They did reduce the tracking of the blades, so that's also why it's easier to dodge. There's also less blades too, actually. So mm -hmm. yeah. So did you know that threads make the guardian? From the neon-drenched streets of Neptune's secret city of Noroma to the Guardians soaring through the sky by grappling onto an enemy spaceship, it's been clear from the start that Lightfall is different. Yes. Things are coming to a head in the penultimate chapter of Light and Darkness Saga, but Lightfall's influences and inspirations prove that there's been plenty of room for the team to let loose, to reveal their creativity and craft, and to have some fun. One of those touchstones the team drew the, the team drew from was the bombast and flair of the 1980s action cinema. I do love the colors. Every time they bring up like the 80s color schemes, I'm a big fan. Think of an era of film where no explosion was too big and no action set piece was too over the top. That aesthetic informed much of Lightfall's tone and has certainly had a big influence on Strand itself, even before it was formally known as Strand. 
The team had many concepts of Damage Type 5, as it was originally called in development, before aligning on the feature set and lore that brought it to life. We had a couple of frontrunner concepts for a while, said designer Kevin Yanes. Part of my desire was to have something more astral in the game. Strand also aligned really well with the fantasy of the product in the 80s action hero. And as Yanes put it, there wasn't a single ah moment where all the threads of Strand fell neatly into place. Instead, it was a result of continuous dialogue with the team about what would make for an exciting gameplay, what would make sense from a narrative standpoint, and how they could make these ideas manifest in-game. Through these discussions, Damage Type 5 slowly morphed into something a bit more specific and then called Dark Telekinesis, which evolved further, eventually manifesting into what you see today. I think, like, Dark Telekinesis might have been a better name than Strand. <laughs> I like that. Uh, we had lots of conversations around where the Strand concept, known as Weaves, came from and trying to reinforce the physical language for how it manifests and how it looks. To make it feel like it was from the same Darkness family as Stasis, Yane said. The more the team talked, the more concepts and evocative language that describes Strand. With teams and descriptors, I'm sorry, with terms and descriptors like Weaves, Tangles, and Universal Strings of Consciousness. It's everyone's building on everyone's ideas, said designer Eric Smith. How we choose to implement these things affects how we talk about talk about it and vice versa, like weaving objects instead of spawning objects or summoning objects. It becomes part of the aesthetic. And moving on to our new verbs and adjectives, we have deadly definitions. To understand Strand, let's first start with some vocabulary. Creating an object using Strand is weaving. Defeating an enemy affected by Strand will unravel them. And disconnecting their life force from the weave. I'm sorry, disconnecting their life force from the weave? What? Uh, and creating a tangle. Left behind after a strand debuffed enemy is defeated, a tangle is a swirling bundle of strand fibers. These fibers of strand explode when shot, causing AoE damage, and guardians can also pick up the tangles and throw them to deadly effect. What? That is... <laughs> okay, just the verbiage here, right? Disconnecting their life force from the weave. Now... If we do that to a guardian, how does this ghost resurrect him when his life force has been disconnected? <laughs> it's like, do we not need paracausal weapons anymore? Now we just have Strand to do the job? That's crazy. <clears throat> On the debuff side, there are three new terms to know. Suspend, unravel, and sever. When you suspend, a suspended PvE enemy is lifted off the ground for a brief duration and is essentially disabled. In PvP, suspended players are lifted off the ground, but can still move, albeit slowly, and fire their weapon to fight back. Oh, that's good. Because I, I assumed, like, Strand was going to be another form of disabling, like, like freezing somebody did back in the day, and I was going to be real upset real quick. Uh, unravel. Attacking an unraveled enemy will cause these threads to burst out of the target and attack other nearby targets. Once hit, that target will also become unraveled. Hold on, so it's just attacking? 
attacking an unrivaled enemy. Wow, not even killing. So just attacking them makes these little threads spread out. That's crazy. Think of shock. Oh, yeah, fair. Okay. Sever. A severed enemy is less capable of affecting the material world, reducing their damage output as a result. That's a little nutty. But do they take less damage? Huh? Probably not. The major buff coming with Strand is Woven Mail. With this ability, the Guardian is sheathed in a protective mesh of Strand Matter, reducing incoming damage. Note that in PvP, Woven Mail will only reduce damage taken to the body. Head damage and melee damage will continue as normal. Oh, so it's, it's straight up body armor. Okay, fair enough. Thwip, thwip. One of the most exciting new abilities Guardians in Guardian Strand Toolkit is to grapple. Which, by the way, for those of you that don't know or that haven't seen, it's an older trailer. The grapple was originally supposed to be Hunter only. Legit. So that whole Spider-Man thing was originally just supposed to be for Hunters. But the devs liked it so much that they gave it to everybody. So as upsetting as that is, that used to be a Hunter-specific thing to make us even more of the Master Race. You guys lucked out. You better be glad that most people at Bungie are Titans and wouldn't let Hunters have this really cool ability to ourselves. Just saying. With this ability, players can press the grenade button and their Guardian will weave a hook from Strand Matter which can grab onto an anchor point. The grappling hook will then begin contracting, pulling the Guardian along. A strand's grapple can create its own grapple points out of thin air, so you can always propel yourself through the sky even if there's not a solid surface to latch onto. Guardians will also be able to execute melee strikes, hello, during or at the end of a grapple, known as a grapple melee, which will deal bonus damage, unravel an enemy, and push them backwards. Wow. When you, I wonder, can you do that to somebody in PvP? Like, can you grapple a person in PvP like you can an enemy and do all of that that they just said? Would that be a one-shot kill at that point? Are one-shot melees coming back, guys? Do you think? No? You're silent? Okay. Maybe. Possibly. But you can do it in PvP. Why, why can't you do it in PvP? You can. Oh, you can. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. When we were developing the concept around ropes and string... We felt like it was the perfect opportunity to add grapple into the game, said Smith. You never want to shoehorn something in for the sake of interaction that isn't natural. It has to be the right time, the right situation, and the stars aligned for something like that here. Yanes said Strand really came to life for him when the team started seeing the power of the grapple when combined with other elements of Strand. When we got things like Tangles online, we started realizing that the gameplay here is incredibly novel, interesting, and new, when all you have to do is these quick context switches between grappling and slamming and throwing a Tangle. All these things can happen in quick succession, and, the re and this rewards the player for having a high APM, meaning actions per minute, which is not really a thing we have had in the game at all before. Smith picks up that thought and runs with it. I defeat an enemy with my melee ability and then unwind into a tangle. I grapple onto the tangle, which refunds my grapple, and then snatch the tangle out of midair, and then I hurl the tangle at a group of enemies in the distance, grappling onto the tangle again while it flies and pulls me through the air behind it 
As the tangle nears a group of enemies, I slam downward out of my grapple to suspend a lone enemy who split off from the group while the tangle slams into the rest of the group and explodes. There's a lot of these really cool dynamic interactions built in this fan that makes it feel unique. Wow. That was a lot of stuff. So, basically, you can pick up the little ball of strand, you can throw it, you can then latch onto the thing you've just thrown, <laughs> and it will carry you, and also refill your grenade, and allow you to jump off of it for a slam attack before it hits the ground and detonates again. It's strand wall mine cells. It's, it's better than that, it sounds like, my dude. Golly. Now we know why they took out the wall mine cells because they've been <laughs> being distracted by wall mine cells. It's like we'll just build it into a subclass. Yeah, dude. That's like every time we you have to kill them while they're affected by strand though to get the little ball to drop. But still, I mean, just I'm sure we have wow. a plethora of weapons that are coming and abilities that are becoming everybody's gonna be using strand at least for the first couple of months. I don't oh, think I, it's gonna well, because it's going to be broken. It's just going. It's going to be just like stasis. It's going to be broken as hell, dude. You know, and they're going to be like, "Well, we feel that it's come out of the box a little too broken, and we've got to make some change." Whatever. Definitely. I, uh, from the start, these new mobility options will change the way you play, but it doesn't end there. Each guardian class will interact with a with and wield a strand in a neat. I had a stroke. Hold on. From the start, these new mobility options will change the way you play, but it doesn't end there. Each Guardian class will interact with and wield Strand in a unique way, with new abilities and powerful perks to explore and customize. Here's how it breaks down. So, the Warlock Architect, I'm not calling you a Broodweaver, because A, it sounds no, too you're... Hive, and B, yeah, you're Architects, okay? The Warlock is our Strand Minion Master. Hello, said Smith. When playing Destiny 2's Masters of All Things, Space Magic will utilize Strand. To understand how Warlocks will bend Strand to their will, you have to first understand Threadlings. Threadlings are explosive minions woven from Strand matter, he said. The Warlock Broodweaver, aka Architect, being the cerebral type, is more in tune with Threadlings than all the other classes. All Threadlings will run forward, jump on enemies, and explode. Okay, but only warlock threadlings will return to the warlock and travel with them if they can't find a target. <laughs> what? Now that sounds broken. Yeah, that's broken. That's, that's gonna get. That is gonna get nerfed at some point. Real quick. That oh, is gonna dude. get nerfed. In PvP, get out of here. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. PVE. Yeah, I've, I don't see any reason why it can kind of travel with you into no, the end of the more. raid. Give me more. Give me. Give me more threadlings. Give me all the yeah. threadlings. <laughs> Let's say I have three Threadlings, and I only need two to defeat an enemy. If I'm a Warlock, that last one is going to run back, hop onto me, and condense down into a form that's orbiting me, which is known as Perching. Then next time I attack an enemy, it will pop off and attack the same enemy, which really gives it the sense of having these minions that are doing my bidding. They love me and want to come back to hang out with me. <laughs> they don't need to do a ton of damage in PvP, as They just need to do some damage, dude. And especially if it's chasing you. Like, imagine... Because so many encounters in PvP end up with one guy that's one shot ducking behind a corner. Right? He ends the engagement. Your Threadling is going to chase him around that corner and finish the job. You see? 
Well, so it's a bit like the child of the old gods, isn't it? Or the Ark Buddy. It's yeah. it's just a new version of that. Exactly, man. It, it, just like how your Ark Buddies are dangerous, this is going to be dangerous in the same way, dude. Any yeah, damage is good damage in PvP. The only difference oh, is it's not, it's not isolated to just the Warlocks. But on a side note, I am really, 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 really not happy with the whole little uh, turret buddies that they've been adding into the game and isolating the Warlocks. Like... There's enough turrets. Do we really honestly need more homing turrets? Do we? Well, we don't know what the rest of us are getting yet. Maybe what no, we're no, getting no, is no. just that's, as good. That's something, that, that's something that everybody can use. Yeah. They said if you're a warlock, it will come back to you. It, yeah, that's it comes back to you if you're a warlock. You, get, you, you have a pet, warlock. basically. Oh, so warlock gain pets. So the yeah. way, the way, and I may be smalling a little bit ahead, the way it works is that there's a grenade. There is a threadling grenade. You throw the grenade and it homes in on people. It releases three of them. If you're a warlock, you can literally throw your grenade and then just have them sitting on you and then be recharging your grenade while you already have a full grenade worth of threadlings on your Ooh. shoulder. And so you can I attack with six can... threadlings. Technically, yes. Start a match, you throw your grenade, and then you already have your grenade sitting on your shoulder while you're charging up another grenade. And I think you can. I think there's a maximum total you can have, and three is not the max total. I think it's like maybe four. I don't know, five. It might be somewhere around there. So they could literally just stack them up and then just release them all at once at, at certain points. So pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Well, on that, uh, <laughs> it's not just summoning and wielding threadlings that warlocks excel. With their strand melee attack, warlocks can cast Arcane Needle, a deadly projectile which tracks targets. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is there anything that doesn't track with warlocks? Damn. No, no, they're the... They're, they're, um, yeah. It's like a miniature high version damage, of hunters. High they... damage and unraveling them upon a miniature version. What? Well, you know, you you get the you get the, you get the Mortal Kombat version with the knife on the end of the string. These are just the knives. Instead. Oh, you're talking about we? Okay, I got you. All right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, deadly projectile which tracks targets, causing high damage and unraveling them upon impact. Warlocks will be able to quickly chain three arcane needle attacks in a row. Yep. How will this work in PvP? Um, uh, like, uh, tracking another, Woo! not not just one tracking, melee, <laughs> another tracking melee, just like the stupid void melee that literally will track you around a wall, a melee that will track you around a wall. The so you melee. have your tracking threadlings that are hovering around you. You have a melee that when you use your melee, the person you're targeting, it's going to be tracking them. And then your threadlings are also going to attack that same person. So you got like four objects tracking you at once dang gone man yep and Woo. they said high damage so in pvp this is <laughs> over 120 damage yeah so, but I, I think in pvp and you have it's, three, it's weighted three differently them? you it's can chain three weighted. of them yeah it's yeah, gonna be that means that you will PvP. have three of them if yep. you can chain three where do the other two come from with well, like three, three little fredlings chasing them too it's it's Okay, <laughs> I'm just waiting to see. I, that's why I mean, I, this sounds incredibly broken, but I haven't seen what the other classes can do yet to counter this. So, woo! Warlocks have two strand aspects to utilize, and here's where the threadlings once again interplay. Weaver's call on rift cast. Oh, sh another rift piece to 
On Rift Cast, the Warlock weaves three Threadling eggs, which hatch into Threadlings when they hit a surface. Any perched Threadlings are converted into additional eggs. Wow. So you just, by, by popping a Rift, you get three Threadlings. Congratulations. And throwing a grenade, you get, <laughs> a grenade, you get three Threadlings. <laughs> <laughs> And that's on mine's, cool well, yeah. <laughs> mine's well. they everybody's class ability is is getting increased a little bit by, like, let's say right now, uh, your wall and my melee are at, a, at an eleven second cooldown. Next season, they're going to be at a thirteen second cooldown. I guess to compensate for stuff like this. Imagine having three or four or five. Of the uh, class ability mods, where you activate your class ability refunds class ability energy. They didn't say there's a limit to how many of those you can put on your thing. That's true, but we don't. But they're also changing how mods work next season too. So yeah, you know, and and these at the mods. moment, these are these are your aspects. So yeah. you can change. These are only two of the aspects. So I'm guessing that it's a bit like the you know you can at the moment throw on the turrets if you want the turrets instead of your grenades. It's it's. You know they do different things so you, you might find that later on down the line there'll be a different aspect that people rock that you don't have the weaver's call on it kind of thing maybe so we also have mind spun invocation this aspect improves several of the warlock's abilities grapple when you execute a grapple melee the warlock weaves three threadling eggs from the target more threadlings Threadling grenade. You consume your threadling grenade to generate a full complement of perched threadling. You don't even need to throw it, Micah. You just consume it to get max level. Yep. Yep, yep. And but a shackle grenade. It, you, of them. you can consume your shackle grenade to gain a buff, creating a suspending detonation on every kill. Oh my god. <laughs> They've oh also updated the light pool page god. with the strand subclass. Uh, abilities so it uh -huh. goes over the needle storm it weaves a cloud of strand before shattering it causing a hailstorm of piercing missiles that detonate upon impact is that the super uh i'm not sure it just says abilities the arcane okay. needles which you've gone over with the throwing needles yeah. the weaver's call when casting a rift it sends out the threadlings and the mind spun inv invocation which is in your empowering grenade so yeah the, the i think maybe the needle storm is the Maybe that's the super. Maybe that's the it name. Sounds of the like the super, yeah. Because yeah. that's what they that's what we saw during the thing. The warlock jumping in the air, spawning all of these like needle things and it chasing down the enemy. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. How storm of piercing missiles that detonate upon impact. So there you go then, yeah. Now, the warlock's telekinetic abilities culminate with their super. Needle storm. There you go. A deadly combination of burst damage and area denial. On cast, the warlock Jeez, what? Mm. Let's go over that again. A deadly combination of burst damage and area denial. It's like Nova Bomb on crack. On cast, the Warlock conjures strand matter into a fusible uh, fu fuse fuselade of hardened spikes, launching them towards a wave of their hand. The missiles will stick into enemies and environment alike before detonating and reweaving themselves into an army of threadlings that will hunt down any survivors. <laughs> oh. oh my god, more threadlings. I, I, I can't even. 
I can't even. I am a valley girl, and I can't even. Hunter Thread Runner. Here we go. Now I get to learn about my class. With every strand, Guardian class... With every strand, Guardian class will have access to the grapple and an array of mobility options it brings. The Hunter takes movement and speed to an entirely new level. You thought we were bad at jumping before, Micah? <laughs> From attacking multiple enemies at once while in mid-air... To using new rope dart weapon that benefits from maximum agility, it's no wonder that playing the Threadrunner has been compared to the thrill of watching a superhero come to life. Thank you, hunters of superheroes. Let's go. Uh, the Threadrunner's melee attack, the Threaded Spike, has the hunter hurling out a rope dart that bounces between enemies, damaging and severing them before returning to the hunter. Upon its return, it grants melee energy for each enemy hit. God! And hunters can catch the rope dart by pressing the melee input button at the right moment. Perfecting the timing will earn the player additional melee energy. That's going to get nerfed. <laughs> <laughs> we only get the one paragraph, though. The, the, the Warlocks had four paragraphs before they got to their abilities. We have one. <laughs> It just two, it just reads good enough. I guess <laughs> two strand aspects that will be available for hunters. We only get two. Warlock's got one, two. two. Three. Oh, no, they, no, they, they told they, you they about two. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ensnaring slam while in the air. Press the air move input to slam downwards, suspending all nearby enemies. <laughs> it's like shattered dive again, but so, less yeah, it's damage. Like, no, but it's like shattered it's like dive, the, but you like yeah you strangle the void smoke thing. What up, T-Rex? Widow's Silk. This aspect gains additional grenade charge. So we get two grenades, it sounds like. The Hunter's Grapple ability creates a persistent grapple tangle when it launches, which fully refunds grenade energy when grappled to. Hunters can use this ability to set up chains of grapple points that their entire team can use, Greatly enhancing their ability to quickly move around in combat or traverse the environment. So this is going to... Think back at some of the jumping puzzles we've had before in the raids, right? Those... This is going to completely negate those, right? I just set up a chain of grapple points and everybody follows me across a giant chasm that no one can cross, right? What about the new... Because, you know, every, every single raid incorporates a jumping puzzle that makes you utilize, you know, your abilities of whatever is the latest and greatest, right? Yeah. So can you imagine the jumping puzzle that's going to be necessary that you're going to have to create these multiple strand <laughs> grapple points to traverse? That sounds like a nightmare. I don't want that. <laughs> um, well, I know, I know we said that we kind of stick with Inside Strand on the Bungie.net page, and we will link it in the show notes. But I'd also like to refer to the PC Gamer interview that was done this week by Tim Clark with Kevin Yanes and Eric Smith. And now this is what the title of it is called. It was going to transform into a giant spider that launches eggs and has babies running around. Bungie what? devs discuss Destiny 2's next class. But, I mean, with you, what you were saying about the, the raid thing, they said uh, at one point when they were using Strand, the team was able to get halfway across the King's Fall ship section. Uh, a careful team set up can probably do some nonsensical thing and end your frustration with some of those jumping puzzles. So basically, they've been testing it out on that jumping puzzle 
with the the ships and getting across there with your strand uh-huh. how, how amazing is that so yeah it's, that's, it's, that's that's what i was talking about yeah yeah stuff like that yeah so <laughs> it's just gonna make a lot of these jumping puzzles completely trivial you know i mean also in the in the interview again i'll link it in the show notes they were saying that strand will be easier to unlock than stasis and that oh man you were right damn it well i mean when we had when we had stasis we had to do a lot of hoops and i think at the moment they're saying basically if you do the campaign you will unlock strand i hope so a a quote from the the bungee devs it says at campaign completion you're actually going to have a fairly representative subclass unlike stasis which was just a skeleton skeleton of a subclass and they said that you can also expect more aspects and fragments to be, to be released as part of the seasonal model over the course of 2023. By the end of the year, you're going to be have a complete subclass kit that will be able to stand toe-to-toe with your existing suite of powers. And well, that was by Kevin Yanes. And the guy that did the interview basically said that he doesn't expect to be like doing the equivalent of scalping around the map, shooting crystals with Salvation's Grit this time. But he also gets the feeling that uh, you will have to take each character through the uh, story to actually unlock it for each character. It won't be you unlock one character and then it's all unlocked. I mean, Bungie haven't said that. It could be. I mean, there have been several times where that has happened. that You've only had to do one thing on one character and it's unlocked. But then when we did other subclass things, when we had Destiny 1 and even with Destiny 2, when we unlocked the third subclass, you still had to do a little bit of a story mission to unlock that third subclass, didn't you? Yep. And they go on to say that, you know, Strand is the first subclass to grant three melee charges. And they said... Sorry, uh, what? Sorry, no, what? Don't just gloss over that, what? You'll get so to it. You'll you remember when there was a leak and we saw strand i think it was on the edc it was on a that, titan yeah and we, saw three charges. and we yeah. saw three charges that is what you're going to get because you've already gone over well, the that's warlock. legit that is well you've, yeah. you've read the warlock already haven't you but i didn't say anything about three melee charges it um, said chain it three times chain it three times that means three, three melee charges, charges for yeah but that could have just been like the one melee if you do it fast enough you'll chain it three times that's what I heard. Like I heard, like if you do it fast enough in the right timing, you can do it three times if there's enemies nearby. No, you get Otherwise, your melee, melee runs out. Three melee charges. Historically, we tend not to give players three melee charges by default, says Smith. But with Strand, Titans, and Warlocks, we give them three. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Hunters don't get three. Because they're superheroes, they don't need three. Melee yeah, charges. you you already clarified you're a superhero. You don't Freaking need three. Classes. <laughs> the Titan right. melee sends you forward. The Titan melee sends you forward a considerable distance, so you're able to close the gap pretty easily by chaining three melees together. So it's a bit like what you said with the the Warlock one. That was chaining the three melees. I I feel a rant coming on. I'm wait till it comes up. Boy, do I feel a rant coming on. <laughs> Go on then. Carry, carry on with um, telling me about the. All right. The lethal combination of grapple and rope dart coat converged with the Threadrunner's Super Silk Strike. When activated, the hunter uses their grapple to freely move through the world in third-person view, while also throwing their rope dart to strike down enemies. The hunter will be able to use grapple more often during the super, and the rope dart features both light and heavy attack. 
The ladder attack is meant for single opponents and can be used in air or on the ground. When on the ground, the hunter can chain attack seamlessly. Hitting an enemy with the tip of the dart deals bonus damage and defeating an enemy with it causes an enemy to explode. The heavy attack has the hunter swing the rope dart around in a 360 degree arc damaging all nearby enemies as with the light attack this can be used on the ground or in the air that sounds dope not as broken as freaking an army of threadlings that chase your ass down but it sounds pretty good sounds pretty fun now titans i'm gonna let you guys do this since it's your class oh i thought you were gonna take us to all three i mean i can but shouldn't a titan do a titan no, I, I, no, I, I like your voice. Yeah, it's very soothing. My baby. Well, sleep. I wouldn't say that, but. <sighs> My baby thinks of it as a Sesame Street character. Titan Berserker. I like that name, Titan Berserker. What are we called? We're called Threadrunners. Okay, it's not a school. It's a Berserker. The hulking mass of a guardian stands before a squad of enemies, ignoring their paltry taunts. Without warning, gigantic blades made of tightly woven strand matter surround her hands, and she leaps into the fray, powerful blades whirling in fury. The titan's powerful woven gauntlets slice through scores of her foes, and the enemies of humanity tremble. From the start, the fantasy for strand-wielding titan berserker was wild, untamed power. As this subclass's name suggests, the titan uses strand in ways that ensure maximum carnage. With your with in-your-face attacks that can sever enemies in mass before they are permanently deleted. The Titan Strand melee ability is Frenzied Blade. With a press of the melee button, the Titan dashes forward and slashes at enemies with their <laughs> What? Can you just read regular? <laughs> you don't like the drama of the Titan? No, no, I, no, I love it. I'm loving the drama. I'm eating it all up. It's already dramatic. It's not dramatic enough. You Titans are supposed to be the best, aren't you? No. Nope. We don't want that much attention because we don't want to get nerfed like the rest of you. <laughs> oh, if that's the case, then uh, with a press of the melee button, the Titan dashes forward and slashes at enemies with their strand arm blades, severing victims and decreasing their damage output. With a default set of three charges, Titans can chain these slashes together for maximum offensive power. Titans will also be able to utilize a pair of aspects. Into the fray. Destroying a tangle weaves woven mail onto the Titan and nearby allies. Cool. Ooh. In addition to reducing damage taken, this aspect also increases the Titan's melee energy regeneration while wearing woven mail. Dr Dreng Drengers? Yeah. Drengers Lash. When the Titan casts their class ability... The Titan will blast forward a powerful ripple in reality, suspending enemies that are caught in the shockwave's path. And your your exotic gives you more of those waves, doesn't it? That's it what does. your exotic does? Yeah. And something that I, I learned this week that I completely forgot. Well, I say I learned, but I've remembered watching the video. I watched an Ascross video, which I'll put in the show notes. But he goes over the Kepri horn, which is the Titan helmet that you can put on that when you drop your barricade it sends out the fire wave and it sends that big flame of fire along the ground and then it comes back to the barricade and now i completely forgot that it works on every subclass it doesn't just have to be on a solar subclass wait now, it I... goes out and it comes back yeah the solar wave goes out quite away and then it rolls back to the the barricade oh wow. so... i didn't know that i thought it i didn't know that either. 
and yeah i didn't i've completely forgotten until astacross was saying it in the video it's like this works on every subclass and i wonder if the new titan exotic would also work on every subclass as well so that you if you drop a barricade because the the um why the, not the the language says sends out an additional yes that's that's if you have the have it on that subclass so maybe you only get the two if you've got it without the subclass i'm hoping because imagine it? imagine if you put the kepri's horn on and that sends out the fire flame along the ground and the threadling thing as well at the same time because if that works with every subclass that should work with strand as well it should we'll see okay. mm. and if it does it's gonna suck <laughs> uh the titan berserker super blade fury sees the titan dual wielding its fist blades and roaming the battlefield with ill intent like as we that. do all the time uh, the super's light attack is a supercharged version of the frenzied blade melee attack and each light attack that connects increases the next attack speed which tops out after a maximum of three hits. In addition, connecting with light attacks also builds energy for the super's heavy attack with each hit. With the heavy attack, the Titan hurls a pair of projectiles. Oh, you get projectiles. Forward that seek out enemies, more seeking, suspending and damaging them on impact. The hunter doesn't have anything seeking. We have to aim our stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> elsewhere, we'll see how this plays. Elsewhere, the Strand will see three new grenades, including Grapple, which is controlled with the grenade button. The threading grenade splits into three projectiles that weave into threadlings upon impact, and the Shackle grenade effectively acts as a bola, detonating in a suspending blast and sending out smaller secondary bolas to suspend nearby enemies. That one sounds cool! Finally, it wouldn't be a new elemental power in Destiny 2 without new fragments to explore and customize your Strand Wielding Guardian. Here's a look at a few of the new fragments. Now, this is for all the classes, guys. Yeah. Threat of Ascent. Activating your grenade ability reloads your equipped weapon and grants increased weapon handling and airborne effectiveness for a short time. Boom. That's never going to get used. Oh, it might do with strands. Maybe, you're right. Yeah, If everybody's going to be that airborne. Threat of Fury. Damaging targets with a tangle grants melee energy. That I like. Finishers generate threadlings. I like that. Well, again, and that's not a PvP thing then, so that's quite nope. good. It's, it's more oh, that's PvP. called Threat of Finality, by the way. Sorry. Threat of Finality. Finishers generate threadlings. A Threat of Fury is damaging targets with a tangle generates melee energy. And Threat of Warding, picking up an orb of power, grants woven mail. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. I like the idea of that, of granting overshields for, you know. It's your, not an overshield. Well, it's mail. It, it's your head is mail. still exposed. I know, because I know, it's, yeah, that's why they called it mail. But yeah, you know what I mean? You can gain. But imagine that, if you can set it up just right, that you can get an overshield and you can get woven mail as well. Ooh. Icefall mantles because they work on every subclass as well. You can pop them and have an shield. Huh? What does Icefall mantles do? Can't Those are the ones that uh, change your barricade uh, charge into an overshield. But you can't dash. Oh, no, but that doesn't matter. If I have woven mail and I have an overshield as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a super tanky, very slow Titan. Yeah. And yeah. One thing Destiny has proven, being slow does not help. I mean, 
Yeah, but if you, if you have the face. high ground or if you have the corner, well, you might Anakin, be right. I don't know. Because. Yeah. <laughs> well, that actually does it for that. Now we have two abilities and beyond. Mm-hmm. I look at the past, present, and future of 3.0. You know, in the chat, everybody's saying we love Respawn's voice. We just want to hear more of Respawn. So I say just go with it, Respawn. Definitely saying that. Doesn't say sound like a TikTok influencer. Um, because I can read the chat. Oh. You know, it's right here on my screen. No, it's on my screen. They say they love you. They want uh-huh. more of yeah. you. No, on I my bet. screen, that's what they say. Oh, okay. So you get a different chat. All right. Yeah. So we've got another update from our sandbox team to dive into. This time, exploring more about abilities and changes on the way to subclass fun with the next expansion. Destiny 2's newest damage type, Strand, is arriving in Lightfall, and we're beyond excited. Get it? Lightfall? Beyond? Haha. Uh, excited for you to play around with it. But that's not why we're here today. No, we don't have any additional Strand gameplay details just to share just yet. Instead, we'll be talking about some general ability updates and quality of life changes we're making in Lightfall and beyond. The road traveled and the path ahead. With the release of Art 3.0 alongside Season of Plunder, we completed moving all three light subclasses to the 3.0 system. These updated subclasses allow players more customization and build crafting capabilities more than ever before. Now that all three subclasses are out in the wild, we have some tuning work to do on the various systems connected to the subclasses. Watch each system in our core character stats. Wait. One. Oh, sorry. One such system is our core character stats. The amount of ability regeneration that discipline, strength, and class ability specific stats provide hasn't been meaningfully touched since the launch of Shadowkeep. Uh Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Since then, a- across aspects, fragments, and exotic armor, armor mods, and weapon perks, there are a variety of ways to have powerful abilities with very high uptime. Oh no. <laughs> this has resulted in some PvE activities losing the tension made that made them so special and introduced additional noise into the crucible. Oh no. <laughs> Moving forward, I don't I don't want to read anymore. I, I just like to <laughs> clarify. Bungie are not saying oh no, that is just respawn. Yeah, no, I, I, I see the writing on the wall. I'm not, I'm not liking it. Um, moving forward, our goal with ability uptime with both PvE and PvP is to get back to roughly where we were with a 30th anniversary pack launched in December 2021. Ugh. We're making some changes to the ability energy economy in Lightfall and subsequent seasons to correct ability uptime while still rewarding players for investing in build crafting and fine-tuning their guardian into perfect monster-slaying machines. Here we go. Here we go. For Lightfall, we're making the following changes focused on passive cooldown gains. We've rescaled the efficiency of discipline, strength, and each class ability stat on grenade, melee and class ability regeneration rates in general the regeneration provided by a tier 10 stat is now roughly equivalent to a tier 8 in the current system each stat tier now provides a more consistent gain and not now now when when yeah when, when like, life when life launches life, yeah. now yeah, yeah yeah each stat tier will will provide is what they should have said a more consistent gain in cooldown reduction rather than spiking heavily at lower tiers. Destiny 2 is a game about space magic, and your abilities will always be central to your combat loop. 
While this change looks like a lot on paper, we believe that the build crafting improvements coming coming up in Lightfall will more than make up for it. As as a quick example, your legendary armor now has three type specific mod slots, up from two, that can fit a wide variety of mods that are no longer restricted by elemental affinity. That I can't freaking wait for. Mm -hmm. Three. I didn't realize it was gonna be three. That's mm. that's like six. Well, isn't it because you get two slots and then the third one is used for like a stat bump? Or do you get the three slots and the slot for a stat bump? It's because they've taken yeah. out those ones for the wells and the war mine cells, isn't it? I guess. No, they're going to uh, be, those are going to be not longer class specific and they'll just go to everything. Yeah. So there's no, there's no element specific uh, uh, mods now. And yes. instead of getting two, the middle ones, you get three. Right. But uh, somebody was talking about how we also get one slot that's dedicated to a stat bump. That's the first one. Yes, you're going to get that. That's automatic. I think okay. the base, I think maybe what they're doing is they're taking it out where you have uh, weapons of light. for Not weapons of light, but um, heavy fire. That mod is not going to be just only relegated to that. I think you're going to have all three of those being able to be used for anything. I, I don't know. Either that or you're going to have five. Uh, well, I guess we'll see. Um, what was that? Starting in Lightfall, you'll be able to run all of the following ability energy generating mods at the same time and more freely be able to socket multiple copies of each. So we have Bomber, Outreach, Impact Induction, Utility Kickstart, Melee Kickstart, Yo. Grenade Yo. Kickstart, Yo. Inspiration, Insultation, Insulation, inversation, hands on, ashes Innovation. Yeah, innovation. Insulation. No, inter not innovation. Damn it. Innervation. It's an English thing. Okay, just let it go. I, I've no <laughs> idea what you're saying. Ashes to assets and dynamo. Nice. I like Additionally, that. armor mods energy costs have been reduced across the board, and artifact mods no longer need to be slotted into your armor, giving you more space to build craft to your heart's content. It's top. Freaking tear right there. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> In I mean, fact, you know, everything we, have we get from our artifact is just going to be passive now, dude. I love that. That's going to be awesome. It is. It's a bit like having your exotics at the moment. Like you can equip your exotics with those passive perks on them, so you don't necessarily need to put it on like a, on your gauntlets yeah. at the moment. You can just have an exotic. So yeah. The downside is you can only equip what five or eight? What was it? Something like that? Five or eight at a time? Twelve. The passive? Twelve? No. Twelve. There'll really? be twelve that you can unlock from your new artifact next season. And yeah, then but how you... many will be passive though? I think it's limited. All of them. Like five or eight. Really? Oh. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure the twelve will be passive as you unlock them. But then you have to reset your artifact if you want different ones. But you don't have to pay. Uh, glimmer to reset it you can just reset it and then just unlock other ones but I, again i was wondering how that's going to work because at the moment it goes through a tier system doesn't it you have to unlock about three to get to the, the next track then you have to unlock about five to unlock the next track and then like eight or nine to unlock the next track until you unlock all five tracks so you can get to the big mods that are on the end so i'm wondering mm -hmm. how that's going to work is it going to work the same way so initially you're going to have to pick and choose from a, a limited amount that they they say that you can unlock at that point but then 
as you get towards the end of the season, you've unlocked the the whole thing basically, and then you can just pick and choose. Maybe it's yeah. going to be like that. Well, it, they need to do something with with the cost because, like, for example, uh, grenade unstoppable, right? Yeah, cost seven. Breaching clear costing seven. I get that because it weakens them or whatever, right? But for a standard champion mod to cost seven, that is ludicrous. Just because it's a grenade launcher, if anything, it should be cheaper because it's a grenade launcher because you get less grenade ammo than anything else, you know? So, and all it does is stun them, you know, Mm -hmm. just like a hand cannon would stun them, right? But the hand cannon costs one and the grenade launcher costs seven? What the hell, Bungie? That doesn't make any damn sense. So, that, that, I mean, that right there is one of the main reasons I'm glad they're going to be passive. Because using 7 just for a grenade launcher to be able to stun a champion is stupid. It's, it's, there's no other word. It, it, I'm not trying to be mean about it, but it's, it's just stupid to make it cost 7. Get out of here, man. I mean, that's the other thing, isn't it? Where if they are going to be passive and you've unlocked them, you're just going to get people that are going to unlock that final end tier and just put on like... All the ones that at the moment, like Solo Operative is five, Monochromatic Maestro is six, Weakened Clear is five, and Passive Aggressive Guard is six. If they are passive, then you're going to get people that are just going to put those five on and then work Hell their yeah. way back. Absolutely. So I, don't know, I don't know how that's going to work. It's probably the same system, but you probably won't get um, those type of buffs. Yeah, yeah, but what's probably going to happen is because it's going to be so easy to equip champion mods in the future, it's probably going to be more champions to freaking deal with, you know? No, but you, I'm, I'm do you remember when that. we first got the artifacts that you had to have, like, you had to have, like, one, two, and three. You had to have, like, three in that first band sure. before you can unlock the next one. And I think if yeah. you reset your, your mod, so if you reset your artifact, it won't then allow you to go to that end track and just select all of them and work your way back. It will force you into having to pick, like, anti-champion mods for the first lot. And then you'll only be able to p- maybe pick two from that final track because yeah. that's that's what people were frustrated about the first time round, wasn't it? Well, that's that probably you... not going to change. You're still probably going to have to unlock them in order. See, at the moment, yeah. we can unlock all of them, and then we just slot whatever ones, and that's why there's a mod cost on. Right, but in the future, we're going to get twelve. Yes, but you'll only be able to have twenty-five, like... so we're going to have half of what we. I think you'll only unlock. be able to select like two or three from that final track, and yeah. then have to reset your artifact. Yeah. I agree. I don't mind having to deal with more champions if they made them easier to deal with. By they will, because your, they're also giving our abilities champion really. modifiers too, dude. Yeah, and that's why yeah. I, I wouldn't mind them having a whole bunch of uh, extra champions, even a bunch of champions. That, I wouldn't even mind if you gave the ease of use through restricting your build and your play style to deal with champions is the part that I don't like. So it makes you, you say that, but how many times have you stunned an unstoppable, right? And then after oh, they, he's not oh, they, stunned they, anymore, they, he they, gets they, that that them. that immune phase where he just comes and kills you before yeah, you can they, stun him. They again. definitely need to fix champions, but yeah. um, the problem with that is normally after you stun them, because you had the build craft to be able to stun them, you couldn't get the damage output that you needed to kill them. So yeah. you would be stuck. You'd have to, to run like a bow and a hand cannon or some nonsense. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and so you can't kill them quick enough. So. That will hopefully fix that so that you can still run good damage options to go ahead and kill them. Hmm. 
So in fact, yeah. so much is changing and being added in Lightfall. They expect players to find unique combinations of mods and perks that they didn't anticipate. So basically, we're the testing ground. We yep, are going to be right. the testing ground. They we're know the you're going to break test. it. <laughs> I see you're going to break Clint it. Under the booty! You're about to get a whole lot more people. <laughs> it's there's going to be so many videos. Cheese forever's going to be out there saying, like, oh do God, this, this, mate. and this. It's completely broken. Expect it. Hey, it's Titans, happen. do you want to have six melee charges at once? Do this. Yes, what? please. Yeah. <laughs> Why do that when you could just get the sips forever? But be aware that they are going to continue to tune the greater ability energy economy along with updates to specific ability potency to make them feel more powerful. Mm. So in Lightfall, the Marksman Dodge base cooldown reduction from 34 seconds to 29 and Gambler's Dodge base cooldown reduction from 46 seconds to 38. Now, but it's, it sounds like we got buffed, but somebody did the math and it's still two seconds longer than what we have now because of how they're going to change how the how the refunding energy works next but season. But I think they don't, they've only just, I'd say they've only just, I think in the last six months they changed that, didn't they? They upped it to the 34 seconds. And the they did, yes. Seconds. They're so, rolling uh, back, they're rolling back the, uh, the debuff, the, the nerf that they did to us. But mm. even with this buff, right, because it is a buff, even with this, uh, somebody did the math, and I wish I could remember the video. I'm so sorry. But they did the math. And even at max mobility, our, our, our. ours is going to go from 11 seconds to 13. Right? We're yeah. still gaining two seconds towards our class ability recharge despite this buff because, how, because of how recharge is going to work next season. Because remember how they said tier 10 is more like tier 8? That's yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's why they rolled this back, because otherwise the Hunter Dodge is going to be like 17 seconds. It's ridiculous. So when we had the 30th anniversary like pack introduced in 2021, December 2021, and we had the dungeon and all that kind of cool stuff, that was when Bungie did this. They did a kind of huge patch or a hot fix, and they split the super regeneration times into separate tiers based on the damage potential of each super. So with roaming supers generally having longer cooldowns than one-off supers. Um, they still believe that the gradient of cooldown time base on each super is potentially healthier for the game, but they also recognize that the roaming supers have taken a backseat, especially in PvE content, particularly higher difficulties where neutral game options have grown more capable of clearing groups of enemies with subclass 3.0 keywords. See, right there, ability spam. Yeah, basically. Even Bungie admits it, yeah. They said that they're working but to address this problem. It's not just that, though, right? Because they also take a back seat because all of these roaming supers don't do crap for boss damage. For you know? damage, period. Yeah. yeah. Barely, so, I mean, apart from Thundercrash, if you... Clear. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Thundercrash with, the, like, the Curious of the Falling Stars chess piece on is a good uh -huh. one. Um, but and then... what about, like, King's Fall Raid, right? Oryx at the end. I have a roaming super. Congratulations, you'll never hit him. <laughs> yeah, but at that point, that's... That's when you, you switch it up. You're not locked to that subclass. You change it to yeah. something else. But it just shows that how bad roaming supers are in general. You know, the, they, they take a back seat because you never you don't need them for PvE for anything, you know, because in PvE, you want supers that are going to do boss damage. You want to melt the boss as soon as possible. Add clear, come secondary. We got grenades, we got ability spam, we got no, weapons, we got all saying, that for add clear. Yeah, but that, what they're saying is where they add introduce those subclass verbs 
to the mm. weapons like incandescent and things like that your ad clearing ability with weapons and your abilities has grown exponentially compared Absolutely. to like you having to use a titan slam to clear like all those thrall or those exploding shanks or whatever else that you sure. kind of you've got it's it's just down to the weapons now so i think where they've they've tried to throw more enemies at you but they've also given you weapons and abilities that can clear you know large waves of rooms without you having to even think about it these days i mean and, and wave frame grenade Sail, launchers too already like that dude like this is destiny yeah. one stuff wait zalo super sale was already doing that this isn't anything new oh god why'd you have to say that now i'm nostalgic it's yeah, new for destiny 2 we still have risk I really runner. Like that. It doesn't do the same. Everybody says risk yeah, runner. Risk runner is not Zalo Supercell. I love my risk runner. Jeez. No, you have to be not. hit by arc damage for the risk runner oh. to do its thing. No. Zalo Supercell, you can, you you can, can just, just shoot. pull the trigger and it does the same stuff <laughs> and oh. it heals you. Well, technically, it did heal you, didn't it? Yes. It healed you and it gave super. That uh, no, bro. no, it didn't give super. No, no, no it did one of them. So either it healed you or it gave it super. You. One of those things. It healed you it and it chained no. damage to enemies. It's the not fact coming that you were back. killing multiple enemies gave you super with energy. Risk runner. You're gonna have to make it do did with not give runner. you super energy. Imagine Maybe. if Zalo Supercell came back and it was repurposed for Strand. I want Zalo Supercell for anything, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Zalo Super Strand. Basically, yeah. anyway. um, they kind of gave us a little legendary version of it where we each have to reload to proc it. Constantly. No, I hate that. No, then it wouldn't be the Zalo. No, I no, no. Don't tease yeah, me with a Zalo and then give it freaking whatever that perk you just said is called, man. No, it's the one we have, Volt Shot. Volt Shot. I hate Volt Shot, dude. It's Volt so inconsistent. Oh, no, it's very consistent. You just gotta no, reload. Not. I know, because no, because I've reloaded and I even showed stream. I was like, look, I killed this enemy, I reloaded the weapon, I shoot that enemy, no arc boost, I shoot that enemy again. No arc bolt burst. I shoot the enemy next to him. No, he there's doesn't an it. arc burst. No, no, it's inconsistent. No, 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 no. The shot gives him the vault, uh, the vault uh, status. If someone is around him and nearby him, then the status will cause that shot to then chain to other enemies. So just it has to be to next to other enemies in order to get the explosion. The explosion only happens when there's someone else nearby. Thank you, Mike. No, no, I know that. But what I'm saying is, after I've killed enemy A, I start to shoot enemy B after reloading, even though there's enemy C standing next to him. There's no vault happening there, and I, I shot him twice. I and then I shoot enemy C. Enemy C vaults to enemy B. I think. And I did this on stream. Be. I showed them how inconsistent it was, and they're like, "Yeah, dude, I don't know what's going on." It's like it's 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 dumb. Scorch is it, way better. Hundred percent better. User error. Your face is user <laughs> error. Now, continue on, sir. Okay. So, orbs of power are changing with Lightfall. So, they're increasing the maximum number of orbs of power that roaming supers can generate from five to seven. Now, this worries me slightly because they reduce the amount of orbs for, like, when you pop a well or if you pop a bubble. And the people are putting, like, is it the is it not hard in the most light is it it's the um, crest of alpha lupi and things like that to generate more orbs so if you put the crest of alpha lupi on your titan and you do a roaming super is it then going to be at the moment it's five orbs if it goes up to seven if you get a lot of kills or in 
P I'm guessing this is for PvE because it doesn't actually specifically say because I've never seen five orbs drop in PvP unless you clear a lot of people out. So I'm you guessing get a seventh this... column twice in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm guessing that if you put on the crest of Alpha Lupi to generate more orbs from your super, this will generate more than seven, which is what it's being increased to. And they're decreasing the maximum number of orbs of power that can be created via defeating targets from seven to five on one-off supers. So uh, no orbs of power generation from wells of from Well of Radiance, Ward of Dawn, and both Shadow Shop variants is unchanged at the moment. Yeah. So roaming supers, yay. One-off supers, nay. Well, they're they're tr they're gonna try to force people to use roaming supers because of the whole, uh oh, you get two more orbs of light. Yeah, but I can't kill anything. Yeah, I'm saying <laughs> like that's not gonna tip the scales at all. It's not at no all, one no. pops a roaming super to say, "Hey, I'll generate some orbs for you." Hold on, let me pop well, my super. Is, hold on. Yeah, that, I mean, that used to be the only the super that was we done. We forgot for that one was, example. Yeah. We forgot one example. Okay. Um, the one exception is the arc staff with the the exotic chest piece that increases the duration of it, right? Radiant flux. That, yeah, radiant flux. That has the highest overall damage in the game. With like, I, I it just does more damage. Thirteen seconds. No other super in the game does that much damage, right? So that is the one exception to the roaming supers that could potentially do damage. Other than that, no other roaming super even. Our, our our shadow knife for hunters uh you know titan fist of panic nothing else is going to do that much damage or last that long you know so nobody's going to be like oh wow i get two more orbs <laughs> let's do it buddy <laughs> it's just no they'd have to dramatically change the damage that these roaming supers do to enemies and bosses for people to even consider swapping to them over the pure damage ones you know what i mean well, I think the the uh, I'm not saying it's an issue, but I think the thing where supers were you you counted on the orb generation for supers when you were in a raid and you were kind of do you remember like in Destiny One King's Fall raid you're in the boss room you're waiting to get Oryx and you got your tether hunter there at the front ready to tether all those enemies to kill all those thrall that are kind of coming up so they tether all of them generate all those orbs so that everybody else can pick up their orbs of power to generate their supers for the kind of deal with the different boss waves now you plant a flag you get your supers it's in it doesn't really matter now i mean the odd thing that kind of empowers your weapons with an orb of power or you know you might need that extra little bit of top up every now and then to generate another super i think the the orbs that we kind of generated in Destiny One felt more needed and they were more powerful. Yeah, yeah. When we kind of generated them, Destiny Two is kind of on easy mode with flags being. I mean, I'm not saying take away the flags. I really like the flags, but I'm saying that where they're saying you like the orb generation, I don't feel that people, unless it's in trials these days, count on the orbs as much and getting their supers as much to kind of steamroll the enemy team. Actually, I don't know I'll, what you guys think. I'll say this, like honestly, and this is this is what I would say: take away flags, but instead of taking, but uh, while you remove flags from the game, increase the drop rate of heavy ammo back to where it was <laughs> like to Destiny One days. 
We need to give us synths back too. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Hold on, not just that. You increase that drop rate, and then you buff heavy weapons so that way they actually feel strong. Heavy weapons were literally on par to your super in VBE and PvP. Somebody got a heavy, you ran for the heels. You got a heavy, oh, you were about to do some mad damage. Buff those things back up to the levels where they were, where they had the literal room clear potential for heavy weapons, and increase the drop rates for those, and do away with flags. You don't have to have your super. Let the super be something that you earn over the course of the battle instead of something you're sitting on the whole beginning of the fight waiting to do damage to the boss. Let it be something yeah. you earn. And cool, let it be what it is. But take heavy weapons back up to where they actually feel like they did before and increase the drop rate so that way it's not so rare to even get a heavy weapon drop and then the damage you get from the heavy weapon be eh. Like, you literally have to unload... 18 rounds of a rocket launcher to kill a boss like it's just ridiculous or a person <laughs> it's it's ridiculous person, i'd like to yeah. add to that i think if you want to make content hard or you want to make it very similar to how destiny one was do what micah said and take away the flags but then have the like the orb generation matter mm-hmm. in, like harder content so if you are doing a hard mode raid no flags and add that heavy drop and make orb generation a priority for the team to work together to get orbs generated and chain supers and work it as a team mechanic rather than just planting the flag down like in the normal normal mode absolutely fine because that is kind of where you go to learn the raid this is how you kind of learn you get your super there you go you've got full heavy you're ready to go but when you're in a hard mode i think it should be a hard mode thing Make it relevant. Make all your actions yeah. relevant. Make your weapons damage relevant. We didn't have like, flags in Destiny 1 and everybody coped with hard mode uh, Oryx and hard mode Crota. It was you had to work out how you were going to generate orbs and heavy and that's what you did by killing the yellow bar knights in Crota to generate your heavy to then get your Galahorns to destroy um, Crota. And very similar, you generated your orbs at Oryx with the Thrall and that helped feed everybody else's supers, like the Titans in the middle with their bubbles, et cetera, et cetera. It's kind of, it, I think it would bring it back to the kind of working really well as a team kind of thing. You need, if you're going into harder content, you need to work more as a team, not, you know, not just contest mode and, and scale it like that. Maybe do something somewhere in the middle. Yeah, well, this is how they chose to do it. Like T-Rex says, they they did it the easy way by nerfing weapons and increasing health pools and making bosses just invincible for no reason, which is a mechanic that, Uh, to no end... Like, like a a boss can just be like, you know what? I'm going to be invincible. (laughs) What are you going to (laughs) do? Right? Like, no! I understand, like, a boss, like... Like a boss goes to hide behind a door that you have to open up to get to him, right? That 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 makes sense. Him just going randomly invincible, and you have to dunk a ball to make sure he's not invincible anymore is asinine. Just remove the invincible mechanic from the game. That is the stupidest way to increase content difficulty, in my opinion. I hate that so much, right? Because like. 
you like you said the fight the ogre in the dungeon we did last night, right? The big ogre in um Oh god, what's the name of the dungeon? Duality? Yeah, in duality, right? The big ogre, you're sitting there unleashing on him. Right? You got rockets, you got machine guns, you got all that stuff unleashing on him, right? And then you dodge, you unleash another rocket, it hits him, but before it detonates, he goes immune. Guess what? Now that rocket damage does nothing. But if he were to duck behind a door and you have to open that door for next damage phase, that rocket detonation damage would still hit him. You know, he'd be behind the door, but he wouldn't be invulnerable. He wouldn't be invincible. You know what I mean? So just, I I hate yeah. that. I hate the invincible mechanic in Destiny 2. Whoever thought that was a good idea that creatures could just Immune become phase. invincible when they want to is completely stupid. You know, yeah. why can't I become immune? If If he can become immune whenever he wants to, why can't I? Because you haven't unlocked that aspect yet. Get out of here. Because the dark <laughs> is stronger than the light. Well, we wield darkness now too. Stronger for him, not for you. Yeah. Uh -huh. Anyway. So Bungie are also making changes to only three supers in their longest cooldown tier, reducing their base cooldown by one tier. And I can't remember what tier they're in at the moment, so I can't tell you what they're being reduced uh, to. I think it's five from five to four. Okay. So Hammer of Soul, yeah. Daybreak, and Spectral Blades. Their base cooldown is reduced from ten minutes twenty-five seconds to nine minutes. 16 and now that is the base cooldown if you are at tier one intellect i guess and then you can spec up to make that even faster mm -hmm. they'd also like to take this opportunity to detail a few ability specific tuning changes coming with lightfall this is not a comprehensive list which is always found under our patch notes but is a representative portion of the major changes we're making first up ward of dawn thank you very much iron banner with Void 3.0, Ward of Dawn was reintroduced as a selectable super rather than being tied to the Sentinel Shield. As we've introduced more objective game modes into the Crucible with Zone Control, Iron Banner Fortress. Let's just no, no, let's just go with Iron Banner Fortress. This is what Iron Banner Fortress has kind of caused. Let's not just throw the other ones in there because nobody really worried about it being in Zone Control and nobody really cared in, in Capture Trials. But it's become clear that Ward of Dawn is overperforming and we don't want to reduce its functionality in PvE content. And in general, we still want the Ward of Dawn to be a strong option when you need to lock down a point on a map. But they're going to make a few changes to make dislodging players from Ward of Dawn more realistic in normal play. So the Ward of Dawn maximum health is reduced from 13,500 to 8,000. Damage dealt to the ward by PvE combatants has been reduced to compensate. In general, Ward of Dawn's effective health in PvE should not meaningfully change. They standardized the damage dealt by each type of kinetic and energy weapon against the Ward of Dawn itself. Previously, energy weapons did 2.5 damage to ward, and kinetics did 1 damage, 1 times damage. Now, regardless of the damage type, all weapons do 1.5. I see that as a nerf to energy weapons. Yeah. Uh, yeah it doesn't matter when you buff everything else and they reduce the health well suppose that they've, nerf, they've reduced the maximum literally. health so yeah it's, it's yeah so it's not a nerf because the maximum health that decrease is 40 yeah. percent and they only decrease the damage of the weapon by 20 percent or 25 percent which mm. basically means the weapon got a damage buff of 15 percent <laughs> so no it's not a nerf at all it's uh it's an absolute buff i see this as for what as the same way as same as what they did with the the shield, not the shield, the uh, barricade, 
when people were mm-hmm. rocking the sight and ramparts. Yep. And it just you shoot exotic. that now and it just disappears. I think this is going to happen to World of Dawn and then they're going to end up kind of having to buff it again going, we're sorry, we did, we over. But see, here's the thing. And let me go ahead and get all this out with that. Um, get that out. Because Saiten's ramparts are a stupid exotic. They are. They oh, are. Yeah. They're, they're very cheesy. And the thing about Saiten's ramparts is you stand behind that shield, that barricade, unlike normal barricades, you can shoot through it. So yes, it should be able to be destroyed super quickly because you can't break it faster than a sniper can pop your head. So naturally, yes, because yeah, high level people will use a sniper with the uh, Sidon's ramparts and snipe you before you can break their shield. So you really cannot break it. So the fact that it can be broken quicker, absolutely warranted. Now, you take that same logic and you apply it to a Titan's bubble is the absolute most asinine thing I have ever heard just because of one game mode. Uh, One, the bubble can be countered. Can it be countered easily? No, it takes some work. But the fact that it's not an offensive at all type of uh, super, it should be hard to counter. Because literally, if a Titan pops his bubble, what do you do? You can do one of two things. Either you can stand there and try to fight him, which is not really even necessary, or you can just walk away. It's like, okay, peace out. Like, and then he's completely irrelevant. He's zoning, zone controlling one area, and you can't do anything about it. And it's fine. It's the same thing with the with the Hunter Ice Tornado. You can't do anything about it. You Nothing. literally can't do anything. You just have to walk away. Nothing you can do. You got to walk away. And you're not nerfing that. But getting back to Bubble, Bubble literally has no offensive capabilities. All it is is just a single spherical zone of control. You can't do anything about that. That's fine. But he can't do anything about you. If he steps out of his bubble, then he's vulnerable. Yeah, he has a damage boost, but he's vulnerable and he can be killed. So his best bet is to stay in that bubble and stay in that zone. Literally, he can't yeah. do anything. Can't do anything. No offensive capabilities. Can't think, do anything. I think the thing is, when, you, when you're playing trials and you're playing zone capture trials, and you see mm-hmm. that you've got a Titan bubble on the opposite team, you can change your subclass mid-game. At the beginning of the game, you can change uh-huh. it to counter whatever that is, or yep. you can come a up with a strategy. Super. And let's face it, if it's zone capture, you kill That's the enemy team anyway. before they can go and capture a zone. Mm-hmm. Um, with zone control and control, I mean, it, it's basically the same thing. There has never been an issue with the bubble Titans in that. The nope, only issue you can thunder is... crash it, you can you exactly. can ray barrage it, you can raid and flux it, you can do a lot of things to it. The problem is Iron Banner Fortress set people up to be on void or stasis. Didn't give anybody other any options. Yeah. <laughs> they told them to Didn't play give void you any other stasis. options for supers. So people were going in there with bubbles. Now, if it was an open like pinnacle uh, yeah, if it was open, that you could then just have any supers and you would get the pinnacle from that, I think it would be a completely different game mode. Because, yeah, you would still get the bubble titans trying to capture that middle zone point for mm-hmm. the, the points. But then you would still then get thunder crashes. You would still get Nova bombs. I mean, there wasn't that many Nova bombs. I, I mean, there was a few, but you would have more enough. variation in your supers it. to then counteract those bubbles, so, which then wouldn't necessarily need a Ward of Dawn yeah. nerf. No, and but even still, nerfing Water Dawn is absolutely the dumbest thing in the world because you haven't nerfed the um, the other 
supposed uh, defense super, which is the warlock super. Like they can make their will, and you literally can't do anything about them. No, apparently you can. No, you really can't. You can can still one-shot them inside their well. Even if they have full overshield, a sniper to the head will still kill them. Any one-shot super will still kill them. You can shoot the sword, and you can break the ward of... Try to shoot the sword while they're in their will. Try to shoot the sword. You can still kill it faster than you can kill a ward of dawn. But the thing right. is, a, a whale. All incoming but, fire. But the thing is, a whale can kill you because you have a person that is being infinitely healed with a damage buff standing there shooting at you and defending themselves. Yeah. A ward of dawn cannot defend. Yeah, but the himself. problem, the problem with the bubble, is is is, like he was saying it like it was a detriment. Oh, well, when you pop a bubble, you have to stay there. Well, when you capturing a point, that's the freaking point is you want to stay that, there. And that's the whole point of the super, dude. You're literally trading off the offensive yeah, capabilities just so to hold that when you're there, you're invincible. The only thing that's going to break that bubble no, is, is 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 a blade barrage and even then you're nope. still alive so you can counteract and shoot no. them while you still have your overshield super. or a Nova bomb, which will kill you. I'll give you that. It'll pop if your bubble and kill you. If you're supers, the only thing that can break it is as far as supers as other supers. Yeah, but you can still kill it with other abilities. I have yeah, cheesy ways of killing Call the, out the video all last the time, week, which I put in the show notes. Yeah, but the the point is, is it's it's too strong for these game no, modes. It's not. Yeah. It's no, not. The game modes well, are bad. With me, obviously, but because Bungie's <laughs> dumb. Yeah, I, I, this is something I. The I game mode is just bad. It's, it's not that the super is no, good. The it's game not mode the, is bad. No, it wasn't the game mode that was bad. It was the parameters that were set for the game mode. No, because even then, even in Iron Banner or, or any high-level capture the flag stuff, mm. you're going to see Bubble Titans. I would like, you, yeah, like I said, you will see other people using all the time. Other and he's playing trials, and he's like, "God damn it!" Because he'll look on the other team and see three Bubble Titans, you know, oh, in trials. Yeah, yeah. So it's too strong, dude. A Bubble Titan or a a, a Whale Warlock. I'd much rather see a bubble titan. Okay. I'm sorry. So a well warlock. Sorry. sorry. Really? I'd much rather see a well. Yeah. Because I can okay. still one shot them. Like with a blade barrage, even if they're in their well, they die. If I blade barrage mm-hmm. a bubble, that titan's still alive. Mm, okay. Anyway. But at the same time, like I said, Respawn, the bubble has no offensive capabilities. None. You don't need offensive well, if your objective is to capture dude, a point. And that's why the super isn't broken. It's just you know, doing and it's, its and it's, job. And it's, what makes it even more broken is you say you don't have any offensive capabilities. Try to go in there and kill the Titan. He's going to shotgun you and end your life as soon as because you come in his bubble. bubble. He has abilities. He has a little overshield. Yeah, yes, that makes it overpowered. overpowered. No, it's not overpowered. Oh, my God. Dude. Well, Respawn, you will be happy to know that the Armor of Light has been updated to be reduce, to reduce its potency in PvP. I am happy to hear that. Maximum health reduction from 425 to 300. Now Inherit Void Overshield, 50% in PvE damage resistance, and no longer negates precision damage. And that's fine. Nice. I, don't mind, I don't mind the precision damage part. That's cool. But taking away the health of the bubble... No, that's mm. that's overkill. Because now people just sit there and just shoot it, and you literally can't defend. That's the thing about it. You reducing the health of the bubble. The bubble can't defend itself. You can't defend your bubble. You're also not getting hurt either. 
it doesn't yeah, matter because a war a whale warlock isn't getting hurt when they're trying to shoot the sword either because they're getting infinitely healed my point is the bubble can't defend itself so if you reduce its health you can't protect it so why did you pop it if you can't even protect it there's going to be no point even using the bubble if you reduce its health because it can't defend Good. itself. at least a warlock in the whale can defend his whale a bubble titan can't defend his bubble you can't so people will just lay into the bubble instantly pop it instantly kill the a titan and they can't do anything about it it basically will become useless it's Literally. not going to be instant. You, you, you're overdoing it. It's not health instant. They've reduced, reduced the health. They haven't. Damage done to it is, is increased by 20% or more for every weapon. It's still not going to be instant. Dude, let, what, let a team just start shooting weapons against it. It will be. By the time, by the time they, if they're, if they're using primary against your bubble, you've long captured that point before that bubble gets popped. Even after these changes. And as soon as it's popped, you're dead. You captured what? the point. You've secured your objective. The, you, uh, there is no point of securing an objective just for a second. No, yeah. no securing objective instantly and then it's game over. There is no thing that does that except the very end of trials in the what? last. You're, you're also assuming you're the only Titan on a capture point. You have got no other teammates and the entire team is fighting you. Oh, the only a... way you're saying that the, for you to increase the relevancy is to have more bubbles? That's what they do anyway. Because the game incentivizes them to do it, as we just said earlier. It's so going to incentivize is, them even more. The thing no, is, no, no. The game I've, I've even countered that. them to play it. <laughs> I've even countered that respawn. If two titans have popped a bubble on the same capture point, which is what they did in Iron Banner, you could still uh, do a thunder crash and kill both bubbles and the titans that are inside them. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how many bubbles they've got. Even now, you can thunder crash and kill the titans in the bubbles. Okay. And you can even synthesize with uh, with uh, other with other supers, and then still go in there and kill them. There are a lot of ways to counter it, dude. Yeah, yeah. I know. But similarly, Thunder Crash is currently proving to be too difficult to counter or escape in high level crucible modes, and is too strong at both its pseudo roaming and shutdown roles. So their goal with these changes is to bring it in line without compromising on its fantasy of allowing you to be the flying missile. So Thundercrash is reducing the maximum flight time from 5 seconds to 4.5 seconds. Reduce the size of the damage of the damaging volume around players while in flight by 20% and pushing it further forward in front of the player to make the flyby distance disintegration more intentional. Uh, descent now begins earlier in flight and they've reduced the landing detonation size versus players by 20%. It's oh. unchanged in PvE targets. And the Fist of Havoc is increased in PvE content by 20%. Not enough. So, so tell me, because this is absolutely asinine again, what do they call the Titan Missile Super? A shutdown super. So it's made to shut things down. All right, cool. Tell me, are you able to stop a Warlock who has a Nova Bomb from shooting the Nova Bomb at you? Are you able to shut down the Warlock? When they shoot the Nova Bomb at you, are no. you able to actually legitimately and safely you, escape? You die. If, yeah, you die. Nova, Nova Bomb kills you. And the same Period. as what I said earlier with the Arc. And then Warlock stuff. runs away free. He yeah. just got he just got a whole team wipe with also orbs that spawn and chase them down as well. On top of that. Oh yeah. So you hung wow. up on that. What I think is hilarious is that Warlock can freeze you mid air <laughs> into your super and kill you. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but Titan can and Tyson has a he has a pop his super and then chase you down in which he can be frozen in it, he can be sniped in it, and all this other stuff like that. But it's supposed to be a shutdown super. I'm sorry. Give Let's be Tyson honest. No, no, no. Stop with Let's... the sniping thing. If a guy can snipe you while you're moving that quickly in a super, he deserves to kill you. Let's be honest. Yes, okay. Because you're you not moving slow in that super. <laughs> you're not moving that fast, dude. They slowed it down, and you have 4.5 seconds to clear a gap of space, which means you have to travel wherever you're trying to get to. And your best bet is to travel in a straight line. If you don't travel in a straight line, you're wasting time, and then your super would just turn off. Yeah. Or hit the ground. Yeah, true. Like for a shut act for a shutdown super, it's actually not that good of a super compared to Blade Barrage, Nova Bomb, uh, the freaking Freezy super that uh, Hunters have, the freezing super that Warlocks have. Shutdown super, it's yeah. And notice that they only see it in high level content players with the highest of the high playing trials of Osiris. Oh, it's too good there, so we're going to nerf it and everything. What? But across the board, Arc 3.0's Spark of Resistance Fragment is achieving their intended goal of making close-range combat safer to engage with, but it's a bit too easy to keep rolling through the entire PvE encounter or Crucible Skirmish. So they're making a couple of changes here to increase the difficulty of doing so without changing its potency whilst you're in the fray. The spark of resistance increased nearby energy count requirement for activation from two to three, and they reduced no. the linger time after you no longer surrounded from four seconds to two seconds. No! You're renowned. Uh, with Solar 3.0, the increase in daybreak duration provided by Dawnblade's attunement of flight path was removed, which has left daybreak in a lackluster place. With Lightfall, in addition to the cooldown reductions detailed above, we're reducing its attack cost and increasing the damage output against PvE targets. The nice. Daybreak super energy cost reduced from 10% to 6.5 per swing and increased the PvE damage by 25%. Phoenix Dive has also struggled to find a solid role in most gameplay styles and it's too difficult to justify picking over heating or empowering rift. So we're making... So we're making a suite of changes to increase its viability across game modes, including a base cooldown reduction. So Phoenix Dive, base cooldown reduction from 82 seconds to 55. While Heat Rises is active, Phoenix Dive restoration duration increased from 1 second to 3. While Daybreak is active, Phoenix Dive cooldown is significantly reduced, allowing for rapid reactivations. While Daybreak is active, Phoenix Dive detonation maximum damage increased from 80 to 220. Whoa! Ooh. That is significant. Yeah, but they want people to play with it, so there you go. Because again, but is that PvP? Can you one shot a guardian in PvP with that now? Well, we'll see. Oh no, that is not fun. Yeah, but it's it's diving on top of somebody, so somebody could shotgun you and shoot you. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Well, I said the same thing about shatter dive, and it wasn't that simple. Well, anyway, this you don't even need a grenade. <laughs> Oh dear. So Crash Test Guardians. Pretty soon Guardians are going to get a little sturdier. Starting in Lightfall, physical collision damage will no longer be lethal to Guardians. Fall damage will still be a lethal when Lightfall launches, but they also plan to make this non-lethal in a mid-season update. You'll still take damage from physical collisions, but it will generally leave you at one health 
instead of outright splatting you. That's good. So if you trip on a stone, you're not going to die now. That, that's an all-round thumbs up there. New tools in the arsenal. As part of our Billcraft enhancements in Lightfall, we'll be adding some new fragments to the light subclasses and updating a handful of fragments on the solar and void to tie in with a new subclass pickups, void breach and fire sprites. Some of these fragment additions are intentional, are intended as spiritual successes to combat style mods that aren't making the jump over from the new armor buildcraft system, and some are brand new additions intended to open up access to subclass verbs that some classes didn't have before. Nice. Here are the details. So for Ark, we have Spark of Instinct, which is new, apparently. Who knew? Yeah, new. I know, but it says new in brackets. I'm yeah. just saying it's new. When critically wounded, taking damage from nearby enemies emits a burst of damaging arc energy that jolts targets. Nice. More jolting. Spark of haste. New. You have greatly increased resilience, recovery, and mobility while sprinting. Oh, there you go. It's a good one. Solar. Fire sprite. New. Fire sprites are created by a suite of new existing solar fragments and grant grenade energy on pickup. So I think that's a bit like the. Arc. They're getting rid of the wells in, in lieu of these sprites. Yeah. You no, know, but I think like you with the arc ones, we have the little traces that run along the ground. So you, yep. this is the fire version of that. Yep. Ember of Mercy. New. When you revive an ally. <laughs> Stop saying it like that. You and other nearby allies gain restoration. Picking up a fire sprite grants restoration. Nice. Ember of Resolve. New. Solar grenades, final blows cure you. Oh, Ember of Tempting, not new. Now creates a fire sprite on solar weapon kills while active, in addition to its original effect. Ember of Combustion, again, not new. Now creates a fire sprite on solar super defeats, in addition to its original effect. Ember of Searing, not new. Now creates a fire sprite when defeating scorched targets, in addition to its original effects. <gasps> Void, Void Breach. New void breach are clear. <laughs> void breaches are created by a selection of new and existing void fragments and grant class ability energy on pickup. Nice. Oh, what's this word? Echo of cessation. 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 New. Meaning ceasing something. Echo of stopping something. Yeah, but it's, it's new. <laughs> fin fin finish your final blows. Create a burst of void energy that causes nearby enemies to become volatile, defeating volatile targets. Create a void breach. Yo, yes, yes, that's gonna be amazing for invisible hunters. Echo of vigilance. New, defeating a target when your shield when your shields are depleted grants you temporary void overshield. Nice. Echo of domineering. Not new. Now creates a void breach when defeating suppressed targets in addition to its original effects. Echo of Harvest. Not new. Now creates a void breach when defeating weakened targets with precision damage in addition nice. to its original effects. And Echo of Starvation. Not new. Now grants Devour on picking up of a void breach in addition to its original effects. Nice. Whew. Oh, Void Hunter's next season is going to be so strong. So yes, there's... There's so much change. The thing is, I think they're doing all of these 3.0 updates and tuning. Nobody's going to be using it. Everybody's going to be using Strand, and they're going to be going, hey, guys, can you, can you come back over here and test this stuff? The guys, and we'd be like, no, 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 we're mm -hmm. playing with this stuff. 
No, no, I'm definitely going to be using Void too, man. I'm a Void groupie. And Void next season is going to be stronger too. No, don't get me wrong. We're using Strand too. But in high level activities, I'm going invisible and I'm volatiling the hell out of enemies. 100%. Hmm. Well, let's move on to this week at Bungie for the 9th of February. So we're not going to go over what we talked about last week because we talked about it last week. And if you missed it, you can go back and listen to the episode because we talked about it. We always talk about it. But this week, we're catching up on the latest strand details, diving into performance issues tied to latency, particularly in Crucible, getting creeped out with the latest creepy crawly festival of the lost voting and figuring out where we're going next in Trials of Osiris, which we kind of already know because we're here. So that doesn't really matter. Looking at the latest in the prime gaming loot to snag and taking a closer look at the VFX integration of Strand and how that relates to Destiny, and previewing a few other snippets we think you should know. Now, on to the Twar. Wow. So they do go into support for Syria and Turkey. So in the early hours of Monday morning, there was a devastating 7.8 magnitude earthquake that su- struck southern Turkey near the Syrian border. And hours later, the region was hit again by 7.5 magnitude aftershock. There's a lot of damage over there. And I think the, the they say that it was over 11,000 people killed. I think it's now mm. up to something like 22,000 people that have actually been confirmed dead. So it's really bad over there. And, and Belief is only slowly just kind of getting there now. I was listening on the radio this morning that it's still kind of in a state of flux of what they're actually doing and, and how much aid you know is being committed to help so right bungie uh to the generosity of their game to give has enabled them to pledge fifty thousand dollars uh each to our partners at direct relief and the international rescue committee so these funds will be put into immediate use so if you want to kind of help with the call to action of this and if you donate 25 dollars or more at the bungie it's b-u-n-g dot i-e forward slash quake uh if you go and donate some money over there you can get an emblem in game and it will also help fund you know the campaign for direct relief the emblem is the compassion concentric emblem and it was created for humanitarian aid purposes so there you go that's a, you can have a look at it in the twab or if you yeah, go to the it's link very green yeah and wavy every day is a fire day with strand sure yeah go ahead. yeah and we i think we have talked strand to death so far yeah i don't see anything new no latency there you go latency Latency. we need to talk about latency okay you got to talk about it i'll I'll talk about it then earlier this season bungie started investigating a new latency issue and basically what it turns out to be it's not bungie's fault it was valve because valve apparently has consistently been making improvements to its steam datagram relay sdr service to provide safe high quality destiny 2 connections but in this case, they found that the new relays were not configured properly. So I, that's a Valve problem, isn't it? That's not a Bungie problem. I think. I think that's who they're blaming. But I could be wrong. Basically, they, there was an issue. They found it. They've rectified that. But then they've also found that there were other issues and bugs that are also going to be fixed by Lightfall. And the problematic relays were taken offline at 3 p.m. last Friday, pending more thorough investigation. And this appears to have resolved the immediate issue for players. And they do a little graph to show you down a, a breakdown of the since season Take 19. So it was something they identified at the down beginning of the season. But I think down every down. season we have an issue that there's always something that kind of comes up that 
Why not? Yeah. Yeah. It's not our fault. It's Valve. It really mm. is, guys. With great strand power comes great fashionability. For those of you, for those of you looking to make other guardians a little green with envy when it comes to your fashion sense, we've got good news. When Lifefall launches, every item that changes its appearance based on your currently equipped subclass will be compatible with Strand. Whether it's a piece of Solstice armor from years past, the favorite finisher, or uh, one of our new subclass-based emotes, you'll soon be able to express yourself in Strand colors when using a Strand subclass. I don't know what that means. Well, you know, <laughs> you know the... Uh... Solstice armor that we've had over the last couple of years. If yeah. whatever oh, the lighting you... effects? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. whatever subclass you. you equip, it glows either. Oh, I see it. Yeah, it glows with that subclass, doesn't it? Yeah. So it, it depends on what kind of uh solstice armor you've got, because some of it's got cracks, some of it just glows yeah. in certain different things. So yeah, I think they show you in a little video on the twelve, which we certainly do of each. Uh, I think it's 2020, 2021 is the Titan, and then 2022 is the hunter on the end so yeah it shows Indeed. you all three variants and i like the strand on the hunter with the kind of it's kind of it's not just green it's got those kind of lines through it as well strandy green yeah strandy, strandy green strandy green that's a new color strandy green so the ghost fist bump <laughs> exotic emote the antaeus ward ornament the no backup plans and ornament and the ghost projections will all change color Ooh. nice for those of you who prefer function over fashion, weird, but okay. Good news! The following armor and weapon perks will also be compatible with Strand when applicable come Lightfall. Elemental Capacitor, Osmosis, Explosive Payload, Dragonfly, Cluster Bombs, Chain Reaction, Chromatic Fires, Crystalline Transistor, Mantle of Battle Harmonies Absorption Cells, The Bombardier's Parting Gift, nice! Verdi's Brow, The Fourth Magic, Winter's Helm, the Warlord's End, and more as possibly in the future post-launch. Because right now, Hunters don't really... Actually, nobody's gotten a really good strand exotics. So if the Hunter can dodge out of the way, drop a bomb that does strand effects, that would be kind of cool for an exotic. Like, at least opening the gate. You know what yeah. I mean? What, what happens if it drops some Threadlings? Exactly! Yeah. Right? That'd be, be awesome. I reckon something like osmosis will give you more in like inner in air effectiveness. Is it? Well, that's is, what the, no, no, not no, osmosis. That's what the, that's what the does. No, elemental capacitor is the one the way it does like handling or stability. Yeah, yeah, or, but it yeah. already so elemental more... capacitor will be will be airborne effectiveness. Osmosis will just change. It's when you throw out a grenade, isn't it? It will change your primary weapon to. To that, yeah. That weapon, yeah. Dragon yeah, but Fire Elemental just... Capacitor already gives you airborne effectiveness with uh, stasis. stasis, doesn't it? Um, I think it gives you something else. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Alright, but hey, those are all going to work, so ta-da! Does this update resonate with you? Wink, wink. Some early warning for folks looking to prepare for weapon crafting in Lightfall. As a part of an initiative to integrate weapon crafting into the broader core economy, hello, we will be completely removing resonant elements from the game. Please, God, don't make it cost legendary shards. For the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> Standard currencies such as Glimmer, Enhanced Cores, etc. will replace the element costs that exist today. Damn it! We'll also be removing the Deep Sight Attunement Objective altogether. Wait a minute. 
Wait, what? Hold on. What does that mean? <laughs> does that mean what I think it means? You don't need to get red borders anymore. So the the Doritos that you collect, yeah, that's going away, isn't it? They're the resonant elements. Yeah, no, I'm talking deep side attunement. That's what I'm stuck on. So why why would you need the deep side attunement if there's no reason for attuning it? You don't need the currency, so you don't need the red border completion thing. But you still need the red borders to complete the blueprint, so we're yeah. still going to yeah. have red borders? Yeah. Damn it. But, no, but yeah, but the economy's going away from it. So yeah. you don't removing... have, so you can swap your uh, weapon back and forth to other things and try freely without having to spend a bunch of resources. Oh, yeah. you're still going to spend resources. They're just different resources. Oh, yeah. There'll be different resources. And they haven't said that they're taking away the exotic parts. It's so not, not glimmer, they're not taking a... cores, and et cetera. Yeah, okay. they're not taking ascendant no, alloys away. That's not so away. bad, though. I can deal with that. Instead First of, of all, we use enhancement cores for everything already. And they're probably going to make it cost yeah. legendary shards, too, which is really going to make me angry. No, the ascendant alloys are the little. They're the orange golf balls for the weapons. Here's the one. We're talking thing enhancement cores, dude. Here's the one thing that yeah. I want them to implement okay. with that whole process, because I'm just like, if you spend so much resource to unlock a perk, an enhanced perk on a weapon, that perk, and sorry, this may be asinine should be permanently unlocked for that weapon. Agreed. So that way, if you wanted to try something else, all you got to do is pay for it, and that one's permanently unlocked. So you can switch back and forth instead of constantly having to pay the full price just to try the enhance, then swap to another one, pay the full price, and like, up, oh, you know what, I want to go back to that. And then pay the full price again for the third time for something that you already bought. Yep. Destiny, why does you, you're you're preaching to the choir? Everybody's been saying that since it came out. It's it's asinine. So as that was hot off the press, there'll be more info later because that would that I think they just snuck that into the twelve. It was something they just wanted to get in there to make sure that you're not kind of having to worry about those costs for those weapons come mm -hmm. nightfall. But it's a prime <laughs> day for some prime gaming. So if you have signed up for prime gaming via Amazon and the linking your Bungie.net account this month, you can get the Sunshot exotic hand cannon, which is going to be really good next season in Lightfall because it's going to lean into the solar 3.0 verbs. You can also get the Red Dwarf Sunshot weapon ornament, the Jotunir exotic sparrow, a ghost projection for this season, Seraph, season of the Seraph, and an additional surprise. And I do believe the additional surprise is an emblem. And I can't remember the name of it. I can have a quick look because I'm sure I took a picture of it on my phone. And it is called uh, Firmament. And it's a bluey kind of background with some stars and a moony kind of looking thing on the end. Yeah. So that's the additional surprise. So if you have not linked your Bungie.net account with your parents' Amazon Prime account, go and do that and just don't tell them about it so you can get in-game Bungie rewards. So you asked and and answered and things got creepy. Uh, Hold on, they're trying to say that this cockroach is a beetle? Ain't no damn way. Have 56% voted for Team Spider. 
Yeah, yeah, I would. Titans, 72% of us, not including me, because I completely missed the voting, have voted for Spiders. And Warlocks, you broke the mold. And you went with Team Beatles with 53%. And if you are not sure what we are talking about, then I'm sorry. But there was some voting. They're from... all ugly. There's no way that's a beetle. That is a cockroach. You can't tell me otherwise. There was some voting for Fest of the Lost coming up this coming October for some designs for ornaments. And ones were spiders and one looked like beetles. And we weren't really taken up with these. We wanted the monsters that were kind of sidelined from last year and not put back. Last two mix. years. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, we didn't get that. So yeah, we we got a choice of spiders or beetles, and I didn't vote. So I'm. But knowing knowing ever knowing all the hunters, they probably would have still chosen the freaking spider or the cockroach over a monster anyway, just because I want it. They're all like, you know what? Let's do the opposite. Possible. Anyway, I don't know why nobody wants to be Godzilla. Why am I the only hunter that wants to be Godzilla? That doesn't make any sense. I want to be Godzilla. Damn it. And if you're playing Trials this weekend, and before this podcast comes out, you know that you are playing on Radiant Cliffs that got 44% of the total vote out of the three maps. So there you go. Hello and welcome to This Week in Destiny for the 11th week of Season 19, Season of the Seraph, commencing February 14th, 2023. Kicking things off this week with our legacy rotation, we have the loot rotation for Dares of Eternity, which will be on week three's rotation with the Scatterhorn armor set and the Lightkin armor set being available. The weapons available this week are the Kinetic Rapid Fire Frame Auto Rifle, Chroma Rush, the Kinetic Lightweight Frame Grenade Launcher, Ignition Code, the Void Rapid Fire Frame Pulse Rifle, Grid Skipper, the Kinetic Lightweight Frame Sidearm, Farewell, the Solar Pinpoint Slug Frame Shotgun, Sonja's Tail. The Void Rapid Fire Frame Machine Gun, Shattered Cypher. The Arc Precision Frame Fusion Rifle, Main Ingredient. The Kinetic Adaptive Frame Sniper Rifle, Long Shadow. The Arc Omelon Adaptive Frame Sidearm, Last Dance. The Kinetic Aggressive Frame Shotgun, Toil and Trouble. The Solar Rapid Fire Frame Shotgun, Wishbringer. And the Void Adaptive Frame Pulse Rifle, Last Perdition. Ready if you are. Let's see what's out there. On Europa this week, Gridis, the Dark Priestess, will be the Empire Hunt. Eventide Ruins will be the Eclipse Zone. And the Exo Challenge will be Survival. On the Moon, the weekly story mission should be Beyond. The Trove Guardian is located in Archer's Line. The Wandering Nightmare is the Nightmare of Zortal in Sorrow's Harbour. The Nightmare Hunts this week should be Krota, Despair. Omnigal, Anguish and the Fanatic, Insanity. The Dreaming City this week is at a weak curse level, which means Petrovenge can be found in the Strand, and has the Broken Courier mission for the next week. The Blind Well features Scorn enemies and the Plagues, Sikrus and Varrachs, with the Agonon's Abyss being the Ascendant Challenge located in the Bay of Drowning Wishes Lost Sector. In addition, the weekly Throne World reset also refreshes the pinnacle drops for the Wellspring activity, Preservation mission, and the Vox Obscura replayable exotic mission, plus the new exotic mission, Operation Seraph Shield in the Helm. The Witch Queen weekly story mission is The Cunning, where the modifier is Scorched Earth, 
as well as Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. The King's Fall Raid Challenge this week is the second encounter, War Priest, called Devious Thievery. Players must steal the brand of the initiate within a couple of seconds of taking the brand claimer's buff. The Vow the Disciple Challenge this week is the fourth encounter, Rook, called Looping Catalyst. This is where Guardians must not lose the Leeching Force before the damage phase. The Vault of Glass Challenge this week is the third encounter, Templar, called Out of Its Way, where you must keep the Templar from teleporting. The Deepstone Crypt Challenge this week is the second encounter, Atrex 1, called Copies of Copies, where you must not send any Atrex 1 replicant debuffs into the airlock slash space. The Garden of Salvation Challenge this week is the fourth encounter, Sanctified Mind, called 0 to 100, where you must fully fill each conflux with 30 moats within 10 seconds of initially banking the first set of moats. Your Pinnacle Raid will be the last wish over on the Dreaming City, which means all challenges will be available for each encounter. These are the first encounter, Kali, called Summoning Ritual. Players must activate and cleanse all 9 plates, then kill all 9 knights and ogres before damaging Kali. The second encounter, Shirochi, called Witch Witch. Guardians must not get hit or take damage from Shirochi's Arc Blast. The third encounter, Morgoth, called Forever Fight. Players must not kill the smaller ogres during the encounter. The fourth encounter, Vault, called Keep Out. Guardians must ensure that no Might of Riven Knights make it to the center chamber during the Vault fight. And the fifth encounter, Riven, called Strength of Memory, where Guardians must not shoot the same Riven Eye twice. Also, with the last wish being the featured raid, this does mean that you can farm the final boss for a chance at the exotic fusion rifle, 1000 Voices. And the pinnacle dungeon for this week will be the Shattered Throne, over on the Dreaming City. Next up, challenges. We have now had all 75 challenges over the first 10 weeks of the season. So as a reminder, if you complete 72 out of the 75, you can get a large pile of bright dust to spend at the Eververse store in game. Here's a few that you might have missed that you might want to get completed in the next two weeks. Week 8 challenge for Trials of Osiris. Win 20 rounds in Trials of Osiris for a Trials weapon, challenge XP++ and bright dust. Week 3's challenge for Team Scorched. Defeat 40 Guardians in Team Scorch for Challenge XP Plus and Bright Dust. Week 6 is Challenge to acquire the Crucible Velisex Pulse Rifle Ornament for Challenge XP Plus 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 and Bright Dust. Week 8 Challenge to acquire the Gambit Velisex Pulse Rifle Ornament for Challenge XP Plus 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 and Bright Dust. And Week 10's Challenge Vanguard Ornament. Acquire the Vanguard Ornament for the Velisex Ritual Pulse Rifle for Challenge XP Plus 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 and Bright Dust. And speaking of Bright Dust, we have our Eververse for the week of February 14th, 2023. Available this week for Bright Dust, we have the Rolling Rulebook Legendary Emote for 700 Bright Dust. The Redline Shell Exotic Ghost Shell for 2,850 Bright Dust. The Daito Capsule Entrance Legendary Transmat Effect for 450 Bright Dust. The Braille Shah Legendary Shader for 300 Bright Dust. The Trailing Pyrotechnics Exotic Emote will be available for 3,250 Bright Dust. The Wall Sneak Rare Emote for 400 Bright Dust. The Open Sky Tura Exotic Sparrow for 2,500 Bright Dust. The Dynamo Current Vest Ornament for the Hunters. The Thunderous Impact Plate Ornament for the Titans. 
and the arc-like robes ornament for the warlocks, each for 1,200 bright dust. The 8,000 ornament for the hunter exotic boots, the Frosties. The Merin's Odyssey ornament for the Titan exotic boots, Dune Marchers. And the Endothermia ornament for the Warlock Exotic Gauntlets, the Osmiomancy Gloves, each for 1,500 Bright Dust. The Solar Astrolabe Exotic Weapon ornament for the Tiku Divination Exotic Bow for 1,250 Bright Dust. And finally, the Tetrahedron Legendary Ghost Projection for 1,500 Bright Dust. Hello! As a reminder, your daily Legendary Lost Sector will show you a flag outside which will give you details of champions and burns you will find inside. But if you're new to the game or you are using an alternate character and can't find the flag outside, you will have to run through the Lost Sector normally to have it show up on your map as a Legend Slash Master. Tuesday, February 14th will be Bunker E15 on Europa for Exotic Boots, Void Elemental Shields, Void Burn with Overload and Barrier Champions. Wednesday, February 15th, will be the Concealed Void on Europa for Exotic Gauntlets, Solar and Void Elemental Shields, Solar Burn with Overload and Barrier Champions. Thursday, February 16th, will be Perdition on Europa for Exotic Chests, Arc and Void Elemental Shields, Arc Burn with Overload and Barrier Champions. Friday, February 17th, will be Sepulcher on the Throne World for Exotic Helmets, Solar and Arc Elemental Shields with a Solar Burn, Unstoppable and Barrier Champions. Saturday, February 18th, will be Extraction on the Throne World for Exotic Boots, Arc and Void Elemental Shields, and Arc Burn with Overload and Unstoppable Champions. Sunday, February 19th, will be the Chamber of Starlight on the Dreaming City for Exotic Gauntlets, Solar and Void Elemental Shields, Solar Burn with Overload and Unstoppable Champions. And finally, back round to Monday, February 20th, will be the Aphelion's Rest on the Dreaming City for Exotic Chests, Void Elemental Shields, Stasis Burn with Unstoppable and Overload Champions. Lead the way. Our 11th featured Nightfall will say his face off against Belmont in the Glassway over on Europa, where you have a chance to get a Pinnacle Engram if you complete the Nightfall with a score of 100k or more. This Nightfall will require you to own the Beyond Light expansion to play. You'll be able to earn high-end gear for your characters including the Nightfall featured weapon, Exotic Gear, Enhancement Cores, Enhancement Prisms, Ascendant Shards and Adept Mods. The higher the Nightfall difficulty, the more common the drop will be, with the featured weapon and exotic gear being uncommon at hero difficulty to being common with Ascendant Shards in Goranda Masters. Legend and Lower Nightfalls will have 7 Barrier and 8 Overload Champions, with 3 Solar, 5 Void and 12 Arc Shields. Masters and GMs will have 12 Barrier and 14 Overload, with 3 Solar and 8 Arc Shields. Your Adept Nightfall modifiers will be Scorched Earth, Enemies throw grenades significantly more often. Acute Void Burn, plus 25% Void Damage dealt and plus 50% Void Damage received. Hero modifiers include all previous modifiers. Champion's Foe. You will face Barrier and Overload Champions. You can either use Intrinsic Exotics or equip Anti-Champion mods to your arm armor to defeat them. These mods come from the Seasonal Artifact. And Extra Shields. Legend modifiers include all previous modifiers. Equipment locked. You will not be able to change your equipment after the activity starts. Match game. Enemy shields are highly resistant to all unmatched elemental damage. Arach no. Dead vandals spawn web mines. Belmont's algorithm. Incoming void and aerial damage is increased. Master modifiers include all previous modifiers. Togetherness. Base health regen is reduced. If near another player, health regen is increased. Champion's mob. 
This mode contains additional champions. And Grandmaster modifiers. Limited revives. Gain additional revives by defeating champions up to a maximum of 20. Join in progress is disabled and extinguish. If your fire team falls in a restricted zone, your team is returned to orbit. Your Grandmaster modifiers do not include pestilence, togetherness, and ashes to ashes. But your anti champion artifact mods for this week's Nightfall are anti barrier bow and pulse for one energy, overload scout rifle, submachine gun, auto rifle, and the grenade mod Lord Kelvin's Basilisk, where void and stasis grenades disrupt overloads, all for one energy. You also have exotic weapons and armor that can help with intrinsic mods as well. For Anti-Barrier, the Kinetic Bow Wishender, the Kinetic Linear Fusion Rifle Arbalest, the new Kinetic Pulse Rifle Revision Zero, the Solar Energy Hand Cannon Ariana's Vow, the Solar Heavy Sword The Lament, and the Titan Exotic Gauntlet's Second Chance, which gain a second charge of your Shield Throw Melee which becomes Shield Piercing and Stuns Barrier Champions. For Overload, the Void Energy Bow Le Monarch, the Arc Energy Linear Trace Rifle Divinity, the Arc Heavy Machine Gun Thunderlord, and the Warlock Exotic Boots the Seacant Filaments, which when you drop an Empowering Rift, any weapon that is fired from inside the well can cause an Overload Champion to be stunned. The Nightfall featured weapon to obtain this week will be the Kinetic Hand Cannon, the DFA. The DFA is an adaptive frame hand cannon with a base impact of 84, range of 45, and stability of 54. It can roll with Time Payload, Vorpal, and Opening Shot with Outlaw, Tunnel Vision, and Perpetual Motion. It has the origin trait of Stunning Recovery, where if you stun a champion, you partially refill the magazine, trigger health regen, and improve your recovery for a short duration. And a Vanguard Vindication, where final blows with the weapon grant a small amount of health. Next up, Lord Shaxwing's Mayhem to the featured Crucible playlist for the 11th week of the season. Delightful! Mayhem is where two teams of six players go head-to-head -head in a clash-type mode. With their time limit of 10 minutes, the first team to get 125 eliminations is the winner. Abilities and supers charge at an extremely faster rate than usual. Respawns are instant, and power ammo spawns are also much faster than usual. Also, Saint-14 returns at the weekend for Trials of Osiris. As a reminder, Trials of Osiris is a 3v3 PvP high-stakes variant of elimination. Only available from Friday Reset until Tuesday Weekly Reset, Trials gives every player the chance to show off their PvP skills to obtain some of Destiny's most sought-after weapons and armour. Players that compete in Trials of Osiris will have all of their games tracked to a Passage card, a ticket purchased from Saint-14 in the lower hangar of the tower. Winning rounds and matches in Trials will grant exclusive weapons, armour, pinnacle gear, masterwork materials and even adept gear for the most skilled players who can reach the lighthouse with a flawless ticket of 7 games won, and no losses. Five round wins will bag you that match for your passage card. By competing in trials, you do have a chance to pick up two pinnacle engrams from playing each week, one from 50 round wins and the other from winning seven games. These do not have to be done all in one go, but you do have to complete them before the weekly reset. This week we'll see the season finale event for Season of the Seraph, where players who own the season pass and have completed the more than a weapon quest will gain access automatically upon login. Double rewards return to the Nightfalls this week, so if you want more of the Nightfall featured weapon, exotic gear, enhancement cores, enhancement prisms and ascendant shards, then this would be a good week to get farming and stocking up for Nightfall. 
Also, Freelance and Capture Zones return to Trials of Osiris at the weekend. Unclaimed Prime Gaming rewards expire soon. So, make sure that you have collected any unclaimed rewards that are over a year old from Amanda Holiday in the Tower Hangar. As, starting February 28th, these items will be removed. We only have two weeks left before Lightfall drops, so claim those rewards before they are gone. These include Seasonal Seals and Rewards, Season of the Seraph Pass items, any items left over from the Season of Plunder from Bungie.net, Vendor Rewards from Shaxx, Zavala, Drifter and Saint-14, and Banshee44 Reputation items. Also, don't forget we only have two more weeks of the season left for you to complete any missing moments of triumph for the previous year's activities, where you can earn in-game and Bungie Store rewards. You can also join the Bungie Foundation in supporting the earthquake recovery work in Turkey and Syria. Guardians who donate $25 or more will earn the Compassionate Concentric Emblem. And that's it for our 11th week of Season of the Seraph. Now, back to the show. Guardian down. Now, we've come to a player support report, but we don't have our player support report reporter here. So, player support report, as brought to you by Not Parody. This is the weekly spot to see what's coming down the pipeline regarding updates to the game and known issues. Turns out, some heroes do wear capes. Looking at you, Hunter Mains on player support. But regardless of the fashion choices for our illustration team, here's what they've got in store for you this week. Destiny Content Vault update. The Destiny Content Vault, the DCV guide, has been updated with information on what activities, vendors and destinations will enter the DCV with the launch of Lightfall. Expansion content will no longer be added to the DCV. Players can expect all Season 16 to 19 content to enter the DCV, excluding the Season 16 Psyop Battlegrounds and the Season 19 Heist Battlegrounds, which will instead be added to the Vanguard's Op playlist beginning in Season 20. The DCV, the Destiny Content Vault for Year 6. With the launch of Year 6 on February 28, 2023, certain destinations, activities and quests will be moved into the Destiny Content Vault. Players will have until this date to experience all listed content before it becomes unavailable to access in-game. So the destinations that will be leaving on February 27th will be The Helm, Wing for the Crown of Sorrow The Helm's Wing for the Rasputin Exoframe The Siosaurum the Warmind Launch Facility, the Derelict Leviathan, and the Last City Elixir Quarter. Campaign and Seasonal Narratives, the Season of Risen, Season of Haunted, Season of Plunder, and Season of the Seraph. The activities going away will be the Nightmare Containment, Catch Crash, Expedition, Hideouts, this includes the Brute, the Sharpshooter, the Bladesmaster, the Beast Tamer, the Bully, the Coward, the Scrapworker, and the Lucent Brood. These seven missions that will be disappearing are Shame, Reconciliation, Grief, Forgiveness, Rage and Resolve. The Vox Obscura and Operation Terra Shield exotic missions will both be entering the DCV, but weapons earned from these quests may continue to be earned in-game by different means. And we will link the full list of the DCV content or the DCV guide in our show notes. With the launch of Lightfall on February 28th, 2023, Destiny 2 will transition from Year 5 to Year 6. At this time, certain items will become deprecated and no longer available for use. For a full list of items that are going away, we will click here to tell you. All bounties, missions and quests from the Season of Risen, Season of the Haunted, Season of Plunder and Season of Seraph 
all ritual and pinnacle weapon quests and ornaments. The gear will become available in the Monument to Lost Light Exotic Archive, the Psychogenic Intel, Risen Umbral Energy, Insight, the Synaptic Spear, Nightmare Harvester, Vestige of Dread, Figment of Darkness, Opulent Umbral Energy, Opulent Keys, Captain's Atlas, Small, Medium and Large Treasure Beacons, Treasure Maps, Crude Ciphers, Crude Cipher Fragments, Map Fragments, Repute, Plunder Umbral Energy, Treasure Coordinates, Serif Ciphers, Exophone Modules, Serif Key Codes, Resonant Amp, Resonant Stems, Sephiric Umbral Energy, Destination Materials. These will be deprecated and must be menu discarded from the player's inventory. We also have some known issues to go over as well. While Bungie continue to investigate various known issues, here is the list of the latest issues that were reported to us on our hashtag help forum. Players who receive a lever penalty in the competitive division may be unable to launch into the playlist once their lever penalty has expired. This can be resolved by swapping character and playing another match in the playlist. The VFX from the Symmetry Exotic perk, Revolution, may continue to display for players once the weapon is stowed. The Push the Objective Crucible Bounty does not gain progress in Momentum Control. Daily Crucible Bounties for Capturing Zones in Control are unable to be completed when Iron Banner is active. The requirements for the completion of the Week 9 Icy Singularity Seasonal Challenge are incorrectly listed in its description. Players must defeat targets with Void or Stasis effects during Gambit matches in order to progress this challenge. And that's it for our known issues this week. Hopefully, Perotti will be back next week to tell you more. And we have some lovely movies of the week and art of the week. So if you are interested in that, head on over to the Twab. And that's it. That's a wrap on a Twab for this week. Lightful will be here before we know it, and we know there are many questions that you still have. I still have. Respawn still has. Patchy Kitten might have. But don't worry. Bungie have got you covered. And they're ready to share things before February 28th. But until then, make sure you're drinking that water, keeping up with that self-care, and always leading with your kindest foot forward. Until next time, Guardians, Hippie's going to go. But we're not going to go, because we're going to turn it over to a response Report Roundup. So, for the response Report Roundup, we have Kevin Yane saying, don't read too much into nothing, no plans to do this. Uh... Let's see, it's a link. Where's this link sending us? This link sends us to Twitter. And it is a tweet that says... Talking... Oh, nerfing Wall of Radiance. Oh, okay, I see. I see. All right, uh, yeah, so they don't have any plans to nerf the Wall of Radiance as of yet. Um, Bungie Helps says, We've been tracking a new latency issue that began to start at the Season of 19, which manifested differently than typical latency. As of February 3rd, our external partners identified and fixed this issue that was impacting network quality between players during our peak hours. And I believe this is the one that they were blaming on Valve, right? Yeah. So there's a whole article about that if you guys want to go read that, but apparently Valve is the reason Destiny is having latency issues, so go Valve. Uh, Bungie Help also says, Earlier today, an in-game message in simplified Chinese announcing upcoming audio localization was erroneously sent to all players of all languages. Players can disregard this message. I got that message too. Probably because I'm one of the all players. Impetus says, We saw it coming, but I'm still gutted that Seraph Shield is leaving with L with Lightfall. 
Live service games are built on many ephemeral moments, but exotic missions are the rare times where I feel like I'm playing Halo again. Here's hoping Year 6 has another mission as excellent earlier. Uh, Bungie Foundation says, In less than 90 minutes, the at Bungie community has raised over $50,000 for earthquake relief in Turkey and Syria. We are humbled and grateful for you all. All funds will go directly to our partners at Direct Relief and at Rescue.org. Okay. There's also a link where you can join and support them in the, the tweet. Uh, Ascendant Nomad says, It's really nice to see that we weren't all collectively gaslighting ourselves when it came to connections re-Iron Banner. I felt horrendous, and now there's data to prove it was, in fact, horrendous. Glad to see it confirmed like that. Alright, Paul Tassi. Wow, cannot believe they're just killing off Resident Element for crafting entirely. Feels like a really last-minute reversal, not live for Lightfall. Wild how much that has changed since its inception. There used to be the eight currencies just for crafting. God, I hate that guy. Uh, Destiny 2 team says, We've been monitoring recent impressions around new Strand Berserker Titan. The team understands that the landscape of our Titan supers during development and has made sure the Strand Titan offers new gameplay opportunities to make you feel fresh compared to previous subclasses. We got Mac at MacDixG1 that just says, Woo! Like a choo-choo train. He is referencing, in Lightfall, we will also be adjusting base cooldowns of some grenades, melee, and class abilities. We'll provide more detailed information on patch notes when Lightfall goes live. But as of right now, Marksman's Dodge and Gambler's Dodge cooldown has been reduced across the board. Excellent. And last, but certainly not least, if you pre-order Lightfall and the annual pass, there's something called Raul's Secret Stash Times 4 that players will be entitled to for each of the four seasons. I thought this is pretty generous. You get two Ascendant Alloys, three Ascendant Shards, one Exotic Cipher, five Upgrade Modules, and one Cosmetic Item. Not bad. And I do believe that is it for the Respawns Report Roundup, my friend. Uh, thank you very much for that Respawn Report Roundup there, Respawn, who rounded up the reports. And as Perotti is not here this week, I have a recording of him thanking all of our lovely patrons, which I will insert here. But just be rest assured, we love you. We love all of our patrons. And if you too want to become a patron, listen to what Parody has to tell you, because he will tell you how to become a patron and join in the fun and frolics and throwing grenades and being approved by Deacon. But again, thank you very much. Over to you, Parody. We appreciate that you cannot threaten Zeppor with a good time. We really appreciate that about him. The, the T-Rex King, who is secretly Arnold Schwarzenegger and loves a good shadow shot. Cover that man in shadow shots. Really makes him happy. It's joined by Dedicated Wham 64, Star of Vortiger, and the Scarlet Cam. They are our, our Otter Dance Troop. To the most phenomenal dancers you've ever seen in your lives. Basically, basically NACL, basically Salt, Carver 2782, Golden God 1562, We Noble, and Zombie Pomps, they're throwing grenades. And let me tell you, they can throw some serious grenades. You have never seen grenades raining down on that capture point. Lordmaster Chaos, Dim Wee, which I now know how to pronounce, and it's now in my brain as Dim Wee, as well as PB Pipe, are all approved by Deacon. They no longer have to seek our approval. They're all approved. It's phenomenal. So if you two enjoy our show and say, you know, I have some money. You should have some money. Everyone loves money. 
patreon.com slash TTAH. We appreciate you. Get to, get you into our fancy Discord and our, our fancy little Discord channel where we talk and, uh, you know, plot, plan, and scheme about things. Uh, again, one of these days, once the world slows down a little bit, we will be doing more for you lovely human beings, but know that we appreciate you, know that we love you, and, uh, yeah. Thank you for listening to all the patrons, Parody, as you do. Parody did such a good job there. And because he did such an amazing job at thanking all of our lovely patrons, I'm going to turn it back over to him to end the show as well. Thank you for joining us. Your Titans are parody in Night Demon. Your Hunter is no one response in real life. M Micah was here. Our lore scribe somewhere out there hunting for Cade is not Arf. You can email the show at twotitansandahunter at hotmail.com. We're on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and everywhere as Two Titans and a Hunter. You can find our show wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on YouTube for each new episode, each week, weekly update video, and recaps of the live streams, which you can also watch the streams live if you enjoy that kind of thing. And that's Two Titans and a Hunter on YouTube, which is also where you can follow us, where Respawn alluded to earlier. If you want to join our Otter Dance group, threaten us with a good time, throw more grenades, or just know that Deacon approves of you, patreon.com slash T-T-A-H. If you're looking for more, more casual encounter, you can buy us a coffee, ko-fi.com slash Two Titans and a Hunter. That's also where you can say, hey, I want to see Respawn play some PvP. I'm going to toss some, toss some money your way, and, and you can make a respawn and go into PvP or uh, solo a dungeon or, you know, just something. Something fun, something spicy, whatever you, what you want to think of. And if you enjoy the thrill of live action, listening to us stumble over our words and desperately, desperately trying to read words, sometimes the bungee writes correctly, sometimes not so much, you can enjoy this show live at twitch.tv slash no one respawns in real life. And that's N-O number one respawns in real life, all one word for the rest of it. Or just check the show notes. If you're hearing this, you can see the show notes. Check the show notes. It's in there somewhere, I promise. Respawn usually streams at, uh, you know, when he streams, twitch.tv slash no one responds in real life. He, he yeah, I'll say I, I believe he has a schedule up now. So you could you could actually follow him and know what, what you're going to get and when. But what I am going to tell Respawn is, uh, I think it's the end of our show. So unless you have any party words for the people, we should, we should bid them adieu until uh, until next week. Deuces? Alonzi. <laughs> <laughs> Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Actually, the reason Parody is not here today is because it's Parody's birthday tomorrow. So I would like us all to join so in. Why shouldn't he be here tomorrow? Because his, his wife's organized a special birthday thing for him today. So while I remember it, and it's his birthday now, and it's we've got, come to his main part of the, you know, the twab, I think we should sing him happy birthday. I yeah. agree. You lead. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear parody. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear parody. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear parody. Happy birthday to you. Well done. Now everybody gets biscuits. Yep. No, jelly and ice cream. Oh, interesting. Oh, jello.
I think you guys call it Jello. Anyway, oh Jello, okay. wait, Jello wait, and Jello ice cream. with ice cream. What? What the heck kind of a combination yeah. is that? Yeah. Jello now, now does the Jello go in the ice cream or are they side by side? Uh, it, yeah, it goes in the same bowl. Either it's in the way, same bowl. you're adding water. You're adding gelatinous water to okay. milk. <laughs> it's ice cream. 